You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions Radio, Red Heat and Rage. I am Rage, and I will rage once again momentarily, but we welcome back the Raging Redhead, Cam uh, Stewart, uh, to the fold after a day uh, hiatus. Thanks for joining us uh, today, Cam. Uh, thanks yeah. for, uh, will you go to the baseball game yesterday, afternoon uh, baseball? No, I didn't, actually. No, I really I had some family business to attend to, so uh, no, I, I don't do afternoon baseball, buddy. <laughs> Not very often. Maybe on the weekends. We appreciate Cam taking a very, very busy schedule, uh, Cam. But uh, dealing with a lot of things, <laughs> as you know, a lot of issues. Yes, many, Cam, many issues. Cam's got issues. Yeah, yeah. well, listen, everybody's got issues. Not the best uh, week uh, this week. A lot of bad news uh, in the world. Of course, earlier in the week we talked about uh, our good friend Dave Malinsky, who continues to be missing uh, right now, and uh, we're nearly a week in, a full five days in. I'm starting to suspect uh, foul play, mm-hmm. uh, to be honest uh, with you. Um, you know, who knows? This really is. This is. Uh, it's a mystery. Yeah, this is like this is like Dateline or something. It's like weird, that. man. It really is. Um, the dude from Night Court died uh, the other night. Who, Bull? The judge. Oh, Harry. Harry. Harry, wow. Harry the hat. Yeah, that's right. That was his trademark. Harry Anderson. Oh, he's always had a hat. Yeah, remember he was the grifter on Cheers, too. That's exactly it. Yeah. He always he come was... in and rip everybody <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah. Sorry, right. Sam. Yeah. He'd rip Sam off. He'd do, like, magic tricks and steal their money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. He actually was. You know what? He, play, he played those roles pretty good. Like for, He was kind of like a B actor of his time, you know, during the the TV era. But, he had a nice uh, run he, on Night Court. He sure did. Night Court was a good show. Think about it. Like, it, uh, Bull did, did a call. Uh, Dan Larroquette. The the shyster lawyer he's done a few things afterwards. I don't I haven't seen the chick very much though. Isn't uh, isn't Bull Kane? Kane Kane the wrestler isn't that like Bull? <laughs> he looks no no, no he kind of no he looks like him. It's not though. No no I'm not I'm not. You kidding. think Kane is Bull? I thought he looks Kane... like he looks like him a bit. That's a good like for dead ringer sure. But uh, no no I thought literally it's him. You think Bull from Night Court the bailiff is. Kane, the wrestler. Well, I, I think okay, Kane. Hold on. Kane, no, but Kane was that wrestler, the dentist dude before. <laughs> man, you talk about wrestling, man. Florio's <laughs> on his quickly. Yeah, he is. <laughs> He's like, got the music. Oh, my Undertaker. Right, let me look. Is the dude from Come back. Night, is the dude, is the Can guy. I have a piece of your pizza? Right, Bull from Night Court. Is Bull from Night Court. Bull from Night Court. Still alive. I'm pretty sure Bull from Night Court is a wrestler. His what? name is Richard Mole. Okay, Richard Mole. Now that's not, he's got he's got like a full quaff and a beard now. I thought he was bald in real life. Take a look I at this know. guy. Look, look, at Gabe, look at this. He's like doing a Just for Men commercial. Look at this guy. I know. No, have you seen the guy's lid? Like he's actually. I, I thought he was bald yeah, because he's voiced over the Hulk. Yeah, I guess he's not. Uh, Where are they, they now? So who is he? He is six foot eight, though. Like he, he is an absolute monster. <laughs> I, I thought he was a wrestler. Charles Mole is an American actor and voice artist, best known for playing Bull Shannon, the bailiff on the night NBC so sitcom tell, Night Court. Tell me that doesn't look like Kane from the oh, side. Oh, it does. But that doesn't look like no, Kane. That guy's got a full beard and, and a lid. No, it would it would <laughs> pop up that he is uh, Kane. Yeah, it would. <laughs> 
Richard Mole is, is Kane. Is Kane. Richard, Richard Mole. Richard Mole. <laughs> Circus Kane. I don't know what that. Night Court star Richard Mole. No way in hell I'd ever do a reunion. Listen, nobody's asking you, all right? <laughs> like you're the big star of the show. If you remember, uh, I gotta be honest with you. He must be doing quite well with his voiceover work because I would think we haven't seen him in a while. Voiceover of the Hulk. Um, My favorite uh, personality on that show was uh, Marky Post. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, Marky Post. She hasn't done much after that. Great rack. (laughs) Great rack, Marky Post. It's true. No, she's great. I used to, I used to like her big hair too. Like I got to like most yeah, guys big like hair. Like big I like, rest. I like that. I like that era where chicks uh, had, had the hair and uh, you know, I'm down, I'm down with that uh, Texas look. Oh, there she is, smoking. Yeah, she's uh, wow. She's still beautiful, eh? She's looking good. Old. She's oh wow. She's aged. What's her secret? And that looks like that's natural. <laughs> that's natural. Like she, she doesn't look like she's had work done. You know, a lot of chicks who get like the plastic surgery and get a botch job, but. Uh, Man, to be honest uh, with you, pretty much uh, nobody ever really went on to any success on the show besides John Larroquette. And John Larroquette, uh, was Charles Robinson. Of... Um, What's Charles Robinson? He's, he's a B actor. He, he's in a lot of stuff. Trust me, he's done stuff. Yeah, he's always sort the of the other side people guy. though. The, the other people, you're right. I don't even know where the hell they are. Charles Robinson was he the dude? Dude, dude like... Charles Robinson's like um, yeah, he... he's that guy. He, he's actually the most successful out of them all. He's in everything. That guy. But I'm not saying quality stuff. I'm just saying every was made the, for was TV he the... murder or something. He's in. Was he the dude with Nicolas Cage on Con Air? Yeah, it looks just like him. <laughs> Why don't you click on it? And we'll find out because I'm telling you, that guy. He looks like the Candyman too. Charles Robinson's done like he's done stuff. Was he in Con Air? I don't think so. No. I think I got my Later errors. career. I think I got my errors mixed up. Yeah, so as I was dating, like it was he, Look at him, man. He's done everything. Hill Street Blues, Rehearsal for Murder, St. Elsewhere, the, Buffalo Bill, the, Roots, The Next Generation. The Lou Grant Show. Lou Grant Show. Strong. Lou Grant. He was so surly. <laughs> when journalists were journalists. Lou Grant. That's right. We're gonna make, make it after all. See, yeah, yeah. Bad, bad week. So as I was dating, Dave Malinsky. And uh, you know what's crazy? Dave Malinsky actually kind of looks like Harry Anderson. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, look, look, look yeah, at this. He actually picture. does. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, man. he actually There's a, a lot more than I thought he did. Yeah, no, if you actually like, you know, the glasses you look, yeah. and a hat. It looks very much like him. I know. It's actually and creepy. He passed though. away the same day Dave Malinsky went missing. Like, I kind of, when I saw that, I was like, what the hell? Like, no, they they even look the same. Around no. the same age. I'm actually, Marenzi, when you first said it, I go, no. I thought you were just reaching there. After looking at the picture, you're dead on. Like, it's it's great. He looks They like could him. be brothers. They could. I'm not going to say twins, but definitely related. Like, they look exactly like brothers. Yeah, it's just bizarre that he passed away on the same day Dave goes missing, and they do kind of look the same. Then, of course, uh, Greg Popovich's uh, white, white passes away yep. last night. Uh, 69 years old. Now, one thing, it's it's it's, it's, tra- it's tragic. And um, listen, I know what it's like. It sucks to lose loved ones. But Greg Popovich knew this was coming. Like, she wasn't well for a while. So she's in a better place uh, right now. So it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't like, you know, a car accident and a sudden, sudden surprise. Uh, still still difficult, nevertheless. And, of course, the Golden State Warriors are playing against the San Antonio Spurs uh, tonight. Greg Popovich yep. will not be coaching in this basketball game. Uh, I don't think it matters if he was coaching 
or anybody's coaching. Nobody's beat. They're not beating Golden State. Yeah, it's it's a weird game tonight. You know, they could be. They they could they win, win a game. game. Yeah, they could win a game. But they they're could, not winning the series. They could win a game. No, they're obviously not winning the series. But they could they could win a game. It's a tough spot tonight. I generally not to trivialize it, but I generally stay away from games like this. I'm not a big like. Oh, the Spurs are going to be inspired. In, yeah, the Spurs are going to be inspired, but doesn't mean Golden State's going to let them walk all over them. No, and Golden State as well. The NBA is a very it's a family. The NBA and Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich are extremely tight. Every player in the NBA, they all love Greg Popovich. You know, like Kevin Durant's all busted up. We saw last night LeBron James, and I'll get to that in a second. But so it's not like Golden State aren't upset too. Like Golden State, are, you know, they're not going to be laughing and high-fiving. Hey, we won right now. Like, they're rattled by this as well. It's a real community in the NBA. They really do. It is a real family uh, and with the players and the coaches, et cetera, in that league, more so than any other league in, in professional sport. So it's going to be an emotional night all around. It's, it just sucks, man. Life, life can suck uh, sometimes. And I don't mean it to be uh, start this show with uh, 12 minutes of depression, but we did talk about Marky Post's nice rack. We did. Along the way. So you got you got to laugh uh, right there. <laughs> you, you, you got to laugh uh, right there. So last night, uh, LeBron James goes off, obviously. And, sure did. Well, he outscored them 16-1 to start the game. He scored the team's first 16 points. But after the game, Ali LaForce asked LeBron James about uh, Greg Popovich's yep. wife passing away. And there's a lot of criticism uh, towards Ali LaForce uh, right now. Um, and it, it came across like LeBron James was somewhat ambushed by this. And he didn't know and that he was caught off guard. So a lot of people... Or like, oh, how could she ask him that? It's inappropriate, and it's right after the game. But the fact of the matter is, she asked him about the game. He stated yep. it was a big win for us. We we came out, we did what we have to do. And then she said, unfortunately, the NBA world is mourning the loss yep. of Aaron, uh, Aaron Popovich. Now, I don't understand. If, she, if Ali LaForce doesn't say anything, then she's called a called, stupid blonde yeah, bimbo that doesn't ask that's real a hard questions. question. Yes, she asks, she brings it up, and somehow she's insensitive, and she, it was inappropriate, and so much so that LeBron James actually released a video uh, after, and uh, he said, "I see. Uh, I'm hearing on social media that people are calling out Ali LaForce uh, right now," and he said, "I didn't have a problem with the question, and in fact, I knew." that she was going to ask the question because she told me before the interview. When they were standing there, she said, do you know that uh, Popovich's wife passed away? He said, yes. She said, I'm going to ask you about it, all right? He said, yeah, yeah, okay. He asked about the game, and it appeared like LeBron was blindsided by it. But But he already knew. But like LeBron stated, he was so upset that he took a while to respond. Because she asked him, and LeBron, LeBron didn't say anything for about 15 seconds. LeBron actually, like, paused and really sort of seemed rattled. And everyone's like, how can she put LeBron in this situation? Yet LeBron was rattled because he was upset. And he stated that he had a lot of emotions running through him once he was asked uh, that uh, that question. So this is what I talk about all the time. People just rip everybody all the time. Yeah, about the, 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 uh, the fake outrage of people freaking out 
you know, for, for real, real no good reason. And it's a sad story. You know, the fact of the matter is, it's a, it's a sad story that, uh, that his wife passed. And then it turns into a media Twitter bitch fest, for lack of a better term. It's sort of like the, you know, like the, the Parkland shooting. Bunch of kids get shot, and nobody cares about the kids that are dead. It just turns into book deals and arguments and town halls and this stupid kid and these stupid adults, and nothing ever productive comes out of anything. So what, do you think Ali LaForce, like, wanted to upset LeBron James? Like, it's just it's stupid. I'm not even the biggest Ali LaForce fan. They're all the same to me, to be honest with you. I don't know any of these chicks' names, all these uh, courtside reporters. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the reaction and the over-the-top, you know, faux outrage towards Ali LaForce for doing her damn job, people. Yeah, life's not a Disney movie, man. She has to ask that question. You LeBron said James is tight with Greg Popovich. Everybody knows it. The NBA is a family. It, it, it had to be brought up. It's, you know, yep. maybe you could argue, listen, it could have been brought up after the fact at the press conference. And, you know, it was actually once again after. But she's got to do that hit at the end of the game, though. But some people, some people just like overblowing it. And uh, it, it it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And the thing is, when LeBron, when LeBron James himself, when LeBron James uh, himself has to release a video and state, you know what, get off her back, uh, get off her back, and um, and I'm okay with the question, then we got a problem. And here's my boy, Michael Grange. So now I'm going to do yeah. what I just said I don't like people doing, and I'm going to turn it into a me versus him uh, <laughs> thing. But... Michael Grange, I don't even know who he works for. Like, I guess the Globe and Mail or Rogers Sportsnet, or I don't even know. More the Raptors, I would think. Does uh, he just work for, like, no, or no, both of those TV stations? He doesn't work yeah. for the Raptors, no. Uh, he's, he works for, for the Fan 590, Rogers, yes. and I guess the Toronto Star of the Globe and Mail, one, one of the others. Anyways, he's, he's a local sort of beat writer guy. I've had my differences uh, with the dude. I think he's a tool. Uh, but uh, so here he is. Tweeting uh, last night, still in shock that TNT reporter, likely prompted by a producer, informed LBJ about Aaron Popovich passing on live TV. Real life is not a reality show. My kids cringed. Any adult should know better. Let him learn about it in private and respond when he chooses. Shameful. Wow. Shameful. Says a man that did morning hits with Dean Blundell. Shameful. You know, come on. You know, really, your kids cringed? You know, I'm sorry, uh, Michael Grange. Your kids had to watch real life and see the biggest star in, in sports actually have a human moment with the reporter. And, you know, the whole thing shameful. So now, of course, Grange is going to start backing off because LeBron is telling yeah. everyone yeah. <laughs> that I already knew, and I'm not upset about the question. Beep, beep, so, beep. Backpedal. So Michael Grange says, oh, so it was staged. What do you mean Staged. What, what, what do you mean, yeah, stage? It's a question. She asked, she asked him a question, he answered. What is it, stage? stage. Was it Monday Night Raw? <laughs> like I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Michael Grange is an idiot, all right? And even from an intellectual standpoint, and, you know, I know he thinks he is and stuff. From an intellectual standpoint, instead of just stating Michael Grange, that you're wrong, all right? Just state, just tweet. I do it all the time. I'm wrong.
Say, you know what? I didn't realize that LeBron James already knew about the passing, and I didn't realize that he was okay with the question. So now Michael Grange backs out by stating, oh, it was so it was staged. The only stage is your candy-ass, soft-ass career, Grange. You suck. All right? You absolutely <laughs> suck. Just stick to writing about how Canada is going to win gold medals in the Olympics in basketball for years to come. Just, you know, keep puckering up to the Raptors and shut the hell up about anything else unrelated to kissing the Toronto Blue Jays or the Toronto Raptors' asses. P. Annapolis will join us. Strong, Maretzi. Strong. You're bringing it. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I don't want to no, get in the gutter. No, we've met him before. He's an idiot. I don't want to get in the gutter, but a so-called intellectual writer that probably has a nice house and makes a lot of money is a stupid idiot. You're an idiot, Grange. Red Eaton Ridge continues. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Time decisions. Red Heat Rage Radio continues. Chicago Cubs. John Lester just owns the St. Louis Cardinals. He does. Uh, Cubs are up 8-1 right now. Houston Astros and the Seattle Mariners. Uh, They are scoreless into the third inning. We'll keep our eye on the baseball. No, Dom, I am game. I bet on Baltimore today. That was stupid. Yeah, the Detroit Tigers on a little bit of a roll. Didn't he get rocked? Yeah. Man, that guy's that was brutal. I bet on the uh, I bet on the Cubs today. I'm on the Cubs too. I actually lost money today. I won. I win the Cup game when I lose. Instead of getting ahead, I lose on a stupid soccer game from Belgium. Call this Tabarnak. <laughs> we've had this. Con- it's, it's Bel- we've had this conversation before. Though. It's Belgium, so you know I figured uh, they speak French in Belgium, so I just dropped a little. Uh, a lot of languages. I said, uh, "Have a nice day." <laughs> In so many words, yes. No, <laughs> have a nice day. That's what that means. <laughs> Call this tabarnak. Means uh, have a nice day in French. <laughs> means I wish you well. <laughs> I wish you. I wish you. <laughs> it, means, oh, it means I wish you well. And I see uh, Tony Sincata on Twitter is now uh, sending my uh, rant and uh, oh, he likes it. He likes it. Throwing it at Michael Grange on Twitter, trying to stir the pot. Yeah, he is. That's what happens when we no, get I'm not local for, feuds. I'm not looking for a Twitter feud or anything no. like that. I just think the guy's an idiot, right? And I got into it with him once many years ago. Oh, it was it, it was a classic. I haven't let it go. Yeah, it was. It was. I I remember I was in the building. What a classic! To the point with Gabriel Morenci. 
Thing is, though, I was actually right in our argument, yeah. like always. Like, uh, <laughs> well, whenever I'm telling you, I pick my spots. Whenever yeah. if I'm gonna get into a big, big thing yeah. on like TV and like where mm-hmm. like it's yelling and, and get fired up, yeah, yeah, then suddenly you better be right <laughs> behind your your argument. And I got into an argument with him about it was about the NHL team in Hamilton, and uh, he said how great it was, and um, you know Balsilli's going to be a great owner, and they were selling not, season not, tickets. Not great for Toronto or Buffalo, and they were selling season tickets. That's right. And I said, uh, I said the people of Hamilton are getting fleeced. And I said, you know what? Yep. I said, yeah, I'm getting an NBA team, and they're going to play on the, the roof of my condo, and I'm going to start selling tickets. Like, what does it mean? Like, Paul Silly never got permission. No, he didn't. He wasn't in the NHL. No. Boots Beldiaggio was closer to getting a team. No, but Paul <laughs> Silly just started selling tickets yeah. to a team he didn't they own, to a team that didn't exist. exist. So I said to, to Grange, mm-hmm. They're ripping them off. There's never going to be a team in Hamilton. Yep. And this thing's a big scam. And he basically sort of condescended me a little bit and blew me off. He sort of gave me a look, and he said something. And uh, so then I put him in the hot seat. I said to him, so why don't you buy season tickets if you're so sure? Because he said what a big hit it was going to be, and, uh, you know, they're going to sell the season tickets. So I said, then why don't you buy two season tickets then? If it's such a smash success, yeah. it's a slam dunk. It's a can't miss. You can sell the tickets. So I got really got into it with him, and uh, he said, "Well, I'm not a hockey fan. I wouldn't mm-hmm. buy the season tickets." So yeah. then I said, "Well, if you're not a hockey yeah. fan, what the hell what are you, you talking, talking about?" And saying <laughs> that, it's like that you know it's gonna this is gonna work if you don't. Because he got defensive. He goes, yeah. "Listen, I don't really even you know follow hockey," and I said, "Well, if you don't follow hockey." Then, you know, why are you saying that this? I, I was like, I'm telling you. But then after the TV segment was over, he muttered something under his yeah. breath, like, yeah. asshole. Or, or something, something, yeah, something rude. He says something to me. Kind of like Tabernacle? And it was, um, it's, it's, the only ever, it's the only time ever I actually nearly, you know, I really nearly lost it in a TV studio. Like you almost attacked him? Well, I was sitting at the desk. Yeah, you were just you were just. Because I was still on the show. He was yeah. on the same, I was on yeah. the next segment still. I was fuming in between a break, and uh, he said something when he got up, and uh, that's when I said to him, do you have an effing problem? Yeah. And I said, you know, if you want, let's let go. We can, we can settle this. <laughs> so I stood up. <laughs> Greg Sansoni <laughs> was freaking out. <laughs> Greg Sansoni was freaking out at the time. Yeah, he must <laughs> have lost his mind. Oh, no, hey, hey, come hey, on. This is all cool, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We came back right from the yeah. break. I had to get baseball picks right up. <laughs> and your baseball, baseball picks. picks are. Oh, take, take the Mariners. Yeah, my baseball locks of the day. <laughs> so, so this is what's funny. So years later, I'm hosting a TV show in Las Vegas, and I have a guest booker. And um, I never spoke to the guest booker. Like, I never, once in a while, I would tell him. Yeah. I just sort of tell him, like, a theme. I just say, just get football guests. Who's your guy? What was his name again? It, um, I know that who the guy did. Did you say the same guy did the well, audio I've, visual? I've, I've had a few uh, a few guest bookers. A few, few guests after Goldfarb. This, You've had uh, Rimmer? Yeah, Rimmer. Rimmer. Uh, who else? We've, we've had a lot of them over the years. But uh, this time, it was it was uh, John Lerner. Yeah. It was, uh, it was our agent. And... Um, you know, he used to uh, contribute to the show and get different guests, and he sent me an email. I got a basketball yeah, guest for Yeah, but the thing is, he used to, he used to surprise me. Yeah. and said, oh, you know what? I got this guy. He's great. And, you know, like guys like Warren Sharp. Yeah. You know, guys in the, in the industry that I've never had on the show before that he thought would be a good fit good for fit me. Good fit for the show? So, mostly in the gaming industry, but I don't know why he did this, but for some reason... 
Uh, so I get an email from him, and uh, he goes, uh, sorry, Gabe. He goes, uh, I don't know what the deal is, but uh, he goes, I asked this guy, Michael Grange, if he wanted to come on the show. <laughs> this is a great I haven't heard this story before. Yeah, he goes, uh, I asked this guy to talk about uh, talk about the Raptors. <clears throat> and uh, sorry. he said, uh, it'll be a cold day in hell. He wow. responded, it'll be a cold day in hell before I ever do a show with Gabriel Morenci. Wow. Except uh, the learner had like didn't know like the, yeah. the, the back line. So I was kind of this guy? I was kind of upset. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still kind of upset. Although it makes me look like I took the high road until I just bashed him on the radio and Cicada's yeah. like sending him yeah. tweets. Thanks, well, you, Tony. You took the you took the high road for eight years. I took the high road <laughs> that I invited him on the show. Yeah. And he said no. But in reality, it's always bothered yeah. me that he got invited on the, the show. show when you didn't do it. I yeah. clearly would not yeah, invite exactly. him on my show. Exactly. <laughs> right. Wow, so. that's the, like for a guy though that you've talked to like Inter- intermittently between that much time, he's holding a lot of anger towards something that happened. That TV hit was, what, eight years ago, and he's still pissed? Now, Howard Bloom won't talk to me either. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. yelled at Howard Bloom once. Howard Bloom came on my show a lot. We got, on, we got into it on the air once. And uh, same thing. I found him to be condescending, so I sort of snapped. Yep. It's few and far between. The only guy we both have been banned from. I, I got, when I talked to Gene Simmons, too, he told me to F off. That's the only guy we, we've both been banned from. Yeah, Gene Simmons hung <laughs> up on me. He hates my guts. Gene Simmons of Kiss hung up on me once. He's not a fan. <laughs> not a big fan of ours. I got into a little, <laughs> little uh, debate with him about copyright law. Engel loves Kiss, too. I, uh, I listen. I used yeah. to love Kiss, too. Listen, Kiss, the band Kiss, and it's one of the deals where it's like, you know, you meet somebody that you're a big fan of. And you're and disappointed? It doesn't go well. Me and Mario Lemieux didn't go well. Were you a monster Mario Lemieux fan, or were you uh, just no, a casual I was, fan? I was a big fan of, and of the way he played with cancer and the things that he did. But when I met him, he kind of brushed me off. I can't lie. Hurt what my, happened? Hurt my feelings. So I was interviewing Pittsburgh Penguins, cracking jokes with like the guys on the team. Brendan Morrow was going so good. So I want to talk to Lemieux, and he, he just looked at me, feelings? and he goes, no. And he oh, just right. walked away. Like, you want to talk? Just no. And like, kind of gave me a look like, screw off, because I was doing some fun stuff in the dressing room, kind of. You know, just having a good, having a talk, talking to Gary Roberts you know about power shakes, and the guys were, you know, we were actually having fun. You know and look, crazy, he didn't though. like it at all. He actually, it ate, goes I to show though me. the NHL guys how, like the the establishment, how anti fun they are, because you're a pretty likable guy. Well, the players were like, like I could understand, yeah. like you know, them being, oh God, Morenci's in our room and he's ripping us on the air every night. No. But you're a pretty joyful. Yeah, you'd be surprised, guy, And Scotty Bowman hated you. That's, and that's back, my went, point. Did he kick you out of the room? Scotty Bowman gave me a desk there and told me basically, like I thought he wanted to kill me. When I saw him, I still had to go get what hit. Did he say, "Who the hell is? Yeah, who the hell is this guy? Hell is and this get him out of the room. Yeah, yeah, get him out of the room." I was talking with? to Brian Campbell. He's got red hair. I got red hair. Hey, you know what do you eat before the meal? You like chicken parm? Whatever. Everything was going great. All the guys again. Jonathan Taves. I got like I got good guys. I was so proud of my producer. And then I see Scotty. Bowman, he just snapped, and then me and my ca- and me and my cameraman hid behind. We're in GM place in Vancouver. I, I yeah, no, no, actually, what was that? Was they no, they didn't play. Was they play Vancouver? No, I'm trying to think where we were. But anyway, we were hiding in the other rink behind, like the the, the racks and the bags and all this other stuff. Because Scotty Bowman just kept on looking around, Gabe, like he really wanted to kill me. So not you're gonna be. You're not the only guy that's. Uh, you know what I mean? People do it to me, too. I'm friendly with them. Doesn't mean they're going to be friendly back. <laughs> the players are usually nice. It's usually the GMs and the upper brass that I don't do well with. 
Yeah, Mario Lemieux, I've never... He's uh, just a little bit standoffish. I've know? never thought of Mario Lemieux to be a very nice guy, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I just he didn't have the time of day for me, but that's okay. I got I got the story done. As long as uh, we're, we're throwing heat today, I might yeah. as well just tell it like it is. Basically, if you get cancer and survive, it makes you a good guy. For the most part. But but still perform, too. Like, I'm just putting it out there. Like, like a, yeah. a great example is, man, I'm just a big asshole today so yeah. far. But a big uh, big example is Saku Koivu. Yeah. Saku Koivu played hard on the ice. He did. All right? He played hard on the ice. But off the ice? The guy played with cancer. All right? He did. He beat cancer. He sure did. He came back and played from cancer. That's correct. He was an asshole before he got cancer. He's not nice, no. He was an asshole during cancer. He was an Bigger asshole, asshole after, after cancer. <laughs> but, you know, oh, you got, you know. No, you're right. You get a free pass if you survive cancer. That's a fact. And it's not cold-blooded. Like, you, if you want to tell yeah, it the way it I, is I on the show. No, politically no, correct. No, it's not, no, but we're not, we're not doing a politically correct no, show. No, but I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying, oh, he faked it. You know what no, I mean? No. It was, no, but you're just saying he was a dick. Just well, to, it's like people, people, would, people who are dicks still get cancer. Dude, it's like when people die, right? Yeah. They're, they're all the great, great guy. They're all the yeah. greatest yeah. people. Yeah. Right? They're all the greatest people. You don't go to politicians after a campaign. Oh, you know what? I want to just thank my my opponent. They're a great, uh, great competitive race. It's like, dude, dude you said that he killed uh, he killed Kennedy. He was in on it, right? No. Like, no, I'm with you. And I saw like everyone sort of just says these yeah. these pleasantries after. Like, put it this way: like Bill Wirtz, Chicago Blackhawks. Was he a good guy? No. You know, cheap, cheap. The Blackhawks got good after he died. It's true. His kid, uh, his kid took over the show. Things got better. But it's funny because I used to know this, right? But what am I going to do in Montreal? Say, oh, yeah, your big hero is a big jerk. It's, yeah, it's not helping anybody. <laughs> so, I didn't, <laughs> so, But I had a roommate. Yeah. All right? I had a roommate who loved Saku Koivu. And uh, I used to, like, bust his balls a bit and say, you know, he's really he's, he's really a big jerk. Right? He's in, yeah. like, real yeah. life. He's like, no, no, no. Great no. guy. He's like, you're, you're just making it up. I'm like, dude, I'm in the room. I'm just saying, yeah. you know. Like, I, did interview, so, I did interviews so, with him. Yep. I'm telling him this and stuff, and it used to really bother him, all right? And it used to bother anyone I would tell. They'd be like, just shut up, Rancy, all right? You just hate the— sick and tired of you ripping the team. Yeah, you hate the Canadians. You don't even love the Canadians. The thing is, the Francophone media didn't like him because he refused to speak French. So they were on your side. Oh, they like like me, right? So I used to— Poke the bear. So exactly. Poke it. So one day, finally, dude, I'm with with this guy that I know who loves Saku Koivu. And it's like three thirty in the morning and stuff, and we're on we're on the street of Montreal yep. outside the in the bar district, and I was so happy. We're walking down the street, and I said, "Hey, look!" I said, "There's your boy." Yeah, and he was outside. It's it's like really expensive. Born in Noite, the trendiest club. It's like where Ben Affleck cheated on Jennifer Garner with a waitress. <laughs> All right, so it's like hot, hot, hot waitresses. So. <laughs> All right, so, so we see Saku Koivu standing outside there. So I say to him, I'm like, hey, there's Saku Koivu, yeah, your hero. Your hero. That's the best. You've your hero. I said, there's your hero. I said, why don't you go say hi, hi to him? him? I said, why don't you go say hi to him? <laughs> so Saku Koivu's standing there. My buddy says to him, they're about like five feet away. Like he's like you know, on the sidewalk. So uh, my buddy just says, hey, Saku, man, I love you, man. Go Habs. Saku Koivu looks up and just says, F off. F you. <laughs> That's awesome. And, <laughs> was your, and, what, what and your he buddy starts do? looking at his phone and sort of turns around and looks the other way. <laughs> He's dodging him. And I was, 
I was like, there's, your, there's your hero, buddy. Like, there's yeah, your hero. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't, you know, I'm sorry, man. Like, I don't want to be like the one to tell you that Santa Claus isn't real, but. <laughs> He's not real. That's what my father did to me when I was like four, four years old. I opened up a Christmas present, and uh, my mother said, uh, you should write a thank you letter to Santa, Santa. Claus. My father said, Santa Claus? I bought that. <laughs> There's no Santa Claus. <laughs> I bought that. <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah. I should. It's 40 years old. That's awesome. No Santa Claus. That's Rip so it off like yeah. a Band-Aid. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. That's, kind of, that's tough. But that, that, yeah, my, father, my father was like, don't lie to him about yeah. this fake Santa Claus. <laughs> He's like, son, there is no Santa Claus. It's a commercial. He's a fake commercial uh, enterprise nice. to sell presents to people. <laughs> he gave you the real goods. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I was traumatizing yeah. stuff. I think I like I was crying to my grandmother. Oh, he said there's yeah, no Santa yeah. Claus. She's like, no, there is. There yeah. is. Like, wow. <laughs> there is. I had a bad, uh, bad childhood like that. So my kid. So then, unfortunately, after, things got much, much worse. But we're not going to get into that. So, uh, do for various purposes, I moved in uh, with my grandparents after. Yep. And, uh, I, you know, it was like right around that. I was like five years old, dude. And uh, I hated snakes. I still do. All right. So, when I was a kid. It's the only thing I'm really afraid of is like serpents. Yeah. When I, I, I really hate snakes. When I was a kid, like they me some grass snake like yeah. climbed up my leg. I got, bit by, a wa- I got bit, by, bit by a water snake. And, <laughs> and, and I'm not going to lie to you. My dog almost died from a, yeah. from a rattlesnake bite. So, this is my uncle, a real class yeah. act, man. The guy's a jerk, jerk too. Um, in real life, uh, <laughs> he's like Sacco Koivu. He's a jerk. Uh, Don't tell me. He bottled up a snake? Dude, I was five years old. You were. Okay. And on Christmas yeah. morning, yeah. He's like Merry Christmas, and he gave me a stocking. And there were, so you gotta be I took me. I took the first, I took the first like thing off, and it was like a box of chocolates. Yeah. And the second thing was, yeah, it was like a gigantic lookalike big rubber. Oh snake. yeah, those rubber snakes. Yeah. 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 Was it wrapped? It popped out of one of those <laughs> spring cans. Oh yeah. oh yeah, the spring. Wow, you were five. Yeah. That's crazy, man. That's the uncle that uh, when I couldn't swim when I was a kid too, he just dropped just me. Just threw in the pool. you. In. That was a good lesson, though. I'll, I'll be on his side yeah. for that one. I don't, I don't like the snake no, stuff. No, he, he toughened me up. Yeah. <laughs> he sure did. He toughened me up. <laughs> he now doesn't talk to me because uh, I got uh, I caused a scene at his daughter's wedding. Really? Yeah. Well, at the reception, not the wedding. You were wasted. Yeah. Yeah. It's not one of my prouder moments, but uh, you did. He, you had something to say. I mooned my family. Wow. Like, right off. Ding. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mooned my grandmother. <laughs> you got it. May she rest in peace. Oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like today's show is like intervention. Yeah. Like we're telling a lot of th- things that are happening. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's crazy, man. No, no, I, I, I yeah, I, how, how long ago was this? Uh, it's about 12 years I ago. Think he, I think he should forgive you now. No, that's a long time. No, no, he hasn't. No. no. Um. <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm just trying to play uh, no, no, listen, devil's listen, advocate here. Listen, I was having a good time. Yeah. They, they came yeah. at me and whatever. <laughs> you know, th- things got... Uh, <laughs> they came at me. Yeah, but I actually pulled my pants, pants down at a wedding reception in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and said, kiss my ass. It's the last time you'll ever see it. And I left. <laughs> That's bringing your A-game. That's true. Indianapolis joins us next. You better not... Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. 
Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Game time decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio continues. The confessionals coming up later. More stories. Yeah, I want to find out the craziest thing uh, Tony Sincott has done today. Yeah. I, got I, got a, I got a family story for you later, too. Uh, I just confessed to uh, mooning my family at a wedding. <laughs> In Michigan. In Michigan. <laughs> I went all the way to Michigan. Yeah. I ended up leaving like four hours later. Yeah, yeah. Screw this. I got all pissed off and split. Missed the NASCAR race I was planning to go to as well. Let's bring in uh, Pete Yiannopoulos uh, right now. RDS Television, former assistant with the UMass Minute Men. Pete Yiannopoulos, always a pleasure, Pete. How you doing? What's going on, guys? How you guys doing? Fantastic. All right, uh, Pete, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for uh, joining us. Let's talk some NBA basketball. Uh, first things first, uh, you know, Aaron Aaron Popovich uh, passes away, and I was, I was stating earlier in the program, first off, you know, people calling out Allie LaForce. LeBron wasn't ambushed, he knew. Secondly, she asked him before. She said, I'm going to ask you about this. And he wanted to say something. He wasn't ambushed. He was just upset about it at the, at the situation, you know, at, at the fact that she had passed away. But it really, you know, the NBA, I would say, Pete, more than other, other leagues, it really is more family-orientated, isn't it? In which, yeah, they're competitors, and they compete hard on the court, actually. But, you know, LeBron... LeBron and Kevin Durant are friends. LeBron and Popovich are friends. Greg Popovich and Steve Kerr are competitors, but they're also very, very close and very good friends. You know, there's there, there's more of a bond with NBA players. It's more of a community and family than other professional sports leagues, I find. Yeah, I would echo those sentiments. I mean, you look at um, the era has changed, right? Times have changed where in the past, and, and I'm an old school guy, and I love competing, and I love when guys didn't really shake hands or hug as much but you have to understand back then it took a phone call a long distance phone call to reach somebody and communicate with somebody right now you could just you know text them tweet them so you could be in contact with a lot of your opponents and they're building relationships with that and then again i'm a big believer that you have to leave it all on the court and when you step onto the court you're your enemies uh, but outside the court, I mean, these guys take care of each other, and, and they're passing it on, right? They're moving it forward. They want the next generation of guys to have better contracts with the union. Um, yeah, it's about see, making money. Yeah. And also, yeah. in yesteryear, guys didn't change teams as much. Mm-hmm. So there actually was more of a, we hate this other team because they beat us for the last six years yep. in the playoffs. That's a great point. Now, players are flipping all the time, yep. every three years. You know, players stay one year in college. It's not really a loyalty to a team uh, per much, you know, as, as the actual organization, which actually makes the Raptors something nice because you have players that love the city, wanted to stay. I saw a story yesterday about Ibaka stating that it's his favorite place, yep. that he just loves it here, and, uh, you know, he's going to live here. And, and you know, it's just that's the type of, you know, bonds that you're going to want to build. But it's a tough situation tonight. A lot of people don't realize it. About Steve Kerr, I brought this up a couple of weeks ago, and people were like, "What are you talking about?" But Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr's father was actually murdered 
uh, before. So, you know, Kerr, I remember after the Parkland shootings, Kerr was pretty um, pretty rattled by it all. And, you know, Kerr, you know, Kerr um, is going to be there for Popovich, not coaching in this game uh, tonight. But it's just a sad story all around. And I brought it up earlier. Yeah, the Spurs, the Spurs are going to be upset by this, but so are the Golden State Warriors. It's just going to be a sad night tonight in San Antonio. Yeah, it's not going to be a nice night at all. And I remember when Steve Kerr's father was actually assassinated. Uh, he was a member of the government, uh, and I remember watching him playing at Arizona and, you know, what score he was. He was not just an outside shooter. This guy could put the ball in the hoop in many ways. Uh, and Steve Kerr has become an ambassador uh, for everything that's right about the NBA, and I think what a slam dunk hire by Golden State, and what about him bringing down the Knicks and then coming to Golden State, but it will be a, definitely a tough evening, and let's not forget about it, right? It's not like somebody retired or somebody is injured, you know? Pop lost his wife, and when somebody passes away like that, it's just it's just horrible. It's a tragedy, and uh, listen, you know, we're in, a, we're in an era where people are asked questions immediately. Uh, Kevin Durant was asked the question. LeBron was asked. Uh, he was given the heads up a little bit before, but people always overreact. Uh, but at the same time, I think, um, you know, this is not the series that we expected. Uh, not with the tragedy off the court, and I think on the court, I mean, we expected this to be one of the great series, one with Curry potentially playing, but the other one is Kawhi Leonard refusing to play. Uh, and I think that's taken away from what could have been a really exciting best of seven series. Cool. And, and, and you saw Pop took kind of a subtle shot saying, hey, LaMarcus Aldridge and these guys are doing this. And it was almost like a subtle shot, like, hey, Kyrie, what, what, like you're not playing for us right now. Like you could tell the relationship there. He's not going to be a spur, I well, don't think. No, well, he's under contract again uh, next year. But after that, he'll yeah. be a free agent. But, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's, a strange, it's been a strange couple of seasons for, uh, for the San Antonio Spurs. So uh, Philadelphia 76ers and Miami Heat uh, tonight. I like the way the Heat uh, are playing in this series. And... Really, look, they were leading 60-56 to 56 in, in game one. Then they fell apart in the fourth quarter. Philadelphia hit a bunch of three-point shots. And it looks like Philadelphia is becoming a little bit too reliant on the three-point shot. Um, you know, they won all those games in a row without Joel Embiid. But I thought Miami could beat them coming into this series. Their veterans are stepping up. They're so physical, yep. the Miami Heat. And they're not intimidated. They're a deep basketball team. I like the matchups in the interior, and without Embiid, I think it's going to be a problem, especially going on the road right now. I think they're starting to figure out that, listen, Ben Simmons can score 30, and, you know, we can put up 60 fantasy points, but no one else can really beat us on this team right now. It was funny. After game one, everyone was blowing and freaking out about, oh, my God, Ilya Sova and Bellinelli and Saric. It's Elias Sova, Bellinelli, and Saric, all right? So let's, let's not get carried away. Yeah, they had a nice night in the second half of one game. They've been nice additions to the team. But this is a massive game tonight. You know, Miami, I think Miami can win the series, but they need to win this game tonight and continue the momentum that they have. I like the Miami Heat tonight in this game, though. Well, I like what you said. It's about the momentum and the Heat have it. Uh, like you said, they had game one. I mean, they could have been up here two to nothing. And, and Goran Dragic hasn't really played well in two games. So I think you got to be happy if you're the Miami Heat and Eric Spolster and Pat Riley. Your all-star is not playing at the level he should be, but the supporting cast has been stepping up. And the one guy uh, that's really taken over this series, and he's been a matchup problem, is Kelly Olenek. Olenek is physical. Olenek can score. Olenek can rebound. And Olenek can distribute and facilitate. And he's bringing that edge to this team. So 
Yes, we saw vintage Dwayne Wade uh, in game two. Um, I don't anticipate that will continue. I think he'll probably have two great games like this, but, you know, they're deep, right? They got guys. Wayne Ellington has been much improved inside Whiteside. You got Bam Adebayo from Kentucky. You got Trent Johnson, Josh Richardson. These are guys that have played together. Just made Tony Sakata happy. Our co-host <laughs> listening right now by bringing up Bam. He loves he Bam. He loves Bam. He loves Fantasy Bam. big time. Well, well listen, big... Bam, Bam is improving. You know, he's one year removed of playing at the University of Kentucky. He played, what, 30 games? So he's a guy that's active, block shots, can rebound. He's only going to get better. Uh, I think the key to stopping Philadelphia and I think they've they've realized that. And I think they identify that. I mean, if you can keep Simmons out of the lane and force him to shoot outside shots, it's not his strength. And then the one guy you got a key on is JJ Redick, because JJ could really stretch the floor. Bellinelli's been good as well. But again, these are guys in Bellinelli Iliasova you could contain. I think the guy that you need to stop is Redick. And if you can keep Simmons away from the paint, taking him away from layups letting him take some jumpers that he doesn't really want to take. And without Embiid, listen, they're not the same team, and they could say whatever they want. They won that first game. They need Joel back, and I think he wants to come back, and he's not really happy if you look at his Instagram and his Twitter account. Miami won both matchups in Miami uh, by a total of uh, 10 points going back home. Now, listen, Miami generally are not – Miami's not known for being like a dominant home court or the toughest place to play. And I think it's going to be a little bit different this evening. And Dwayne Wade, swan song. And before we move on to the next games, uh, Dwayne Wade, unbelievable performance in game two. The poise that he brings, very similar to Rondo and what he's bringing to the Pelicans. The poise and the awareness, it's sort of like going to the going to a bar with a tough guy. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah, if things get out of control. We, you know, we, <laughs> This guy's been here before. Don't worry, he can handle this. And Wade's that guy. You know, Miami have experienced guys, and James Johnson's playing a hell of a series too, but they've experienced guys, but it's different when it's Dwayne Wade. He looks multiple di- champions. He looks different too. There's a gleam in his eye. He looks younger. Well, like he's hungry. Yeah, he's very hungry. And it's probably his last playoff yep. run right now, even though he probably shouldn't retire, but I think he wants yep. to do other things in life. Yet, you know, we see that the poise that he brings, and everybody's like, well, he can't play as good as he played in game two tonight. And I'm thinking, why the hell not? He's Dwayne Wade, and he's had a couple of days off. Well, you look at uh, the body of work and physically his own personal body. Wade looks healthier. Looks like he lost a little bit of weight from when he started the season in Cleveland. And Dwayne is a guy that, you know, he's probably a little bit of a throwback that, you know, in the offseason doesn't religiously take care of his body like some of the younger players do in this generation. So he waits until he gets into the season and likes to play and get himself into shape. But right now, he looks bouncy. You look the way he's taking guys off the dribble, his step back. So I think, yeah, I think Dwayne Wade has that capability. Uh, but you mentioned James Johnson and, and the other guy that's been really, um, you know, flying under the radar, but he has a defensive matchup, as I mentioned, is Kelly Winslow. He's the guy that's guarding Ben Simmons, about six foot five, maybe six foot six with shoes and a little bit of paper in his shoes. But he's doing a good job against Ben Simmons, challenging him, getting him out of his comfort zone. You saw that he picked up a couple of charges, talked some smack to him. So, um, you know, these are young players. You know, we talk about so many of these young guys like Carl Anthony Towns and Wiggins and, and, and Anthony Davis. Uh, but we look at a guy, Ben Simmons, he's got to write his journey and his legacy Listen, the playoffs is a different type of breed, and you know that, guys. Uh, ben Simmons got to have to step up because it's not only uh, roses and flowers and you're going to get easy layups. They're going to put you on the ground. That's what Miami's known for. 
Roses yeah. and flowers. Roses and flowers. Yeah, no, no I'll tell you. It's like that song, you don't bring me flowers, flowers anymore. Well, no, it's been a long time. I'll tell I you, roses if you're a Blazers fan, they don't get flowers because it's been the same old story. You talk about history history repeating itself, Pete. Like, honest to God, with the guys they have on their team, it doesn't matter. Like, to go, we both, Gabe and I both like New Orleans. We like the Pelicans in the series. We couldn't believe they were almost two to one dogs, but honest to God, like the Blazers, they got to be one of the most disappointing teams. They just can't get it together. Their shooters can't hit. Yeah, that's a disappointing franchise. I mean, when you look at what's happened in the last 10, 15 years and, you know, the injury bug, right? You know, Brandon Roy uh, was supposed to be their, their dominant two guard and he had to retire early. Uh, you know, Greg Oden doesn't end up playing. And then, you know, they get LaMarcus Aldridge and, you know, Damon Lillard comes in and they're like, okay, we'll have a one-two punch. And then he bolts, he goes to San Antonio. This was a much improved team, and they did a great job this regular season. Terry Stotts deserves to be in the NBA Coach of the Year conversation. Uh, but Lillard and McCollum, you know, they always, you know, talked about the disrespect, and they don't get enough of the accolades of some of the other guards. Well, guys, here's your chance to prove everybody wrong, and you're not doing it. Uh, and, and a guy by the name of Rajon Rondo, uh, you know, that championship pedigree is here. And what about Drew Holiday? I mean, this is one of the most underrated um, players in the NBA today. Look at the tragedy that he had to go through with his wife, with the brain tumor, steps away from basketball to be with his wife. He comes back, 33 points, monster block at the end. Yes, this is Anthony Davis's team. He's writing his own legacy here. And man, um, name me a player that you would want to start your franchise other than Anthony Davis. You'll be, you know, you'll get a lot of people saying or agreeing with you, but Drew Holiday has been yes. the difference here, and he's outplayed Damian Lillard. So they're going on the road here. Yeah, they got to step up if they want to stay alive because this could be a sweep. Actually, His defense is improving too. He's getting yeah. guys' faces and stuff. Like, you just know, it seems he just wants it more. Drew Holiday. Yeah, Pelicans are having like more the aggressive. The 50-50 loose balls are more like 90-99 yep. to one uh, with the loose balls. The Pelicans are the more hungry team. And, um, you know, good good call about uh, yeah, Drew Holiday's uh, defense has been uh, greatly improved. Rondo, a difference maker as well, obviously. Rondo doesn't like anybody, but he likes Alvin Gentry. Yeah. Obviously, it's fun playing with Anthony Davis. I've been saying this, Pete. I believe that the Pelicans, I think they're, they're dangerous enough that they can compete with either the Rockets or the Warriors after. That it's not just a gimme series for either one of those teams. Like, if the Pelicans roll the Blazers and sweep them type thing, and their confidence they're really just, starts yeah, I know. to They're grow. just going to start to believe they can do it. Like like Pete said, Anthony Davis is one of the best players in the league. He's a nightmare, you know, it's a nightmare matchup for, for anybody. Nobody matches up with him. He stretches you out, and he hits a shot. He can take it to the rack. Drew Holiday's balling. Rondo's balling. They're a dangerous team. I'm telling you, even if they get through this in the next round, they're not going to be an easy out for anybody. Yeah, and I love what, you know, obviously I've said that this was probably the best acquisition in season when you get a guy in Nikola Mirotic uh, and an absolute steal from, from Chicago. They just gave him away, and with the injury to Boogie Cousins, he is the best player to play right beside Anthony Davis. Stretch four, could shoot the three, could rebound, has a little bit of that Euro toughness, but make no mistake about it, this is Anthony Davis's team. I like the guys that they got off the bench again, guys that are hardworking. You mentioned loose balls. Etwan Moore out of the University of Purdue, a journeyman. He's coming into his own. They got Ian Clark, who won a championship with Golden State. These guys are making shots. They're hungry. And as you mentioned, Alvin Gentry, the system, right? It's player-friendly. It's like, okay, you know, you miss the next, you miss a shot, take the next one. But everybody understands the role, and they accept it, and it all goes through Anthony Davis. And listen, I think they're going to win this series, and they're going to give problems because Davis is the best player on the court every time he's on. 
I mean, you're going to play potentially Durant, and you might have an equal talent there, but he's a mismatch because he could do it all from all the facets of the court. And if I'm the general manager, Demps, with New Orleans, man, I love Boogie Cousins. But if they go on a little bit of run here, you put them on the trading block and you can get a couple of pieces to add to this team. I don't think Davis and Cousins playing together is, is the right recipe. Davis is the man. Try and get some great assets in return for Boogie Cousins. They did I have, agree. They did have a hard time. It's a strange parody. Yeah, it is. The it, they just don't. They don't. Don't totally click. But you can't. Yeah, but it was. They, they haven't played long enough to yeah. really definitively say that. And you can't say that. You know, any team with Boogie, any Boogie with his talent, any yeah. team's going to be better. Obviously, but to Pete's point, the package him, you though, get for him, man, you'd get you'd get so many pieces. Yeah. Yeah, a lot you'd of get tons of you get tons. A lot of coaches don't like him though. A lot yeah. a lot of people are scared off of uh, Demarcus Cousins uh, for he plays hard though. Damian Lillard as as Cam mentioned, you know the the Blazers aren't hitting shots. Damian Lillard averaged 26.9 points per game during a regular season. In this series he's putting up 17.5. He's hit just 13 of the 41 shots uh, that he took and it's going to be tough to get that going on the road uh, tonight. You know, they just, they're just they just not deep enough, man. Nurkic is banged up uh, right now. You know, the guys like Harkless and Aminu, yeah. one night they're really good. The next night they're not peed. It's just that's the definition of Portland. And no offense to Terry Stotts. He's an NBA veteran coach. He can win you games in a regular season. But there's that, that, that extra gear is just not there. Pete Annapolis, great job on RDS. Thanks for joining us, Pete. All right, guys. Enjoy the game. Annapolis with us. I can't believe Vegas doesn't make many mistakes, but making New Orleans plus 185 before that series start, big, big mistake. It's unbelievable. You're right. Anthony Davis is averaging 28.5 points per game, 13.5 rebounds, and three steals and two blocks in the series. Monster. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Game Time Decisions, Ready Rage, Level 2 has Level begun. Two. Tony Sincata will be uh, joining us shortly. Tony Sincata will be uh, breaking down Major League Baseball DFS, NBA DFS, NHL uh, DFS. We missed your golf picks uh, I yesterday. I know. I'm sorry. Actually, yeah, no, I, I, I should have emailed them to you. Tony I, was all over Luke List. I have Luke List, too. He's even right now, but I did have Billy Horschel on my uh, DraftKings team, too. He's right there, three under, but he's not. Grayson Murray's leading at five under right now. Marenzi, uh, I got. A, I did some. Uh, I couldn't sleep last night. I got uh, two D- NBA DFS teams and two NHL DFS teams for you tonight. Four. We're gonna have a, a couple lineups tonight. And uh, here's something very interesting as far as the DFS world uh, is concerned. 
Darren Rovell reports, uh, Major League Baseball, the NBA, begin discussions with DraftKings and FanDuel to exit their equity positions. Both leagues will remain partners with their respective companies. The uh, NBA spokesman, the space is evolving. We saw the need to take a fresh look at the structure of our relationship. FanDuel has been with uh, and will remain a great partner. We simply modified some of the components of our partnership. I wish they just bring back college. That'd be amazing. Bring back the NCAA. We had so much fun with college basketball and college football. I almost think of, I almost look at this. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I know. I almost look at this as I'm interested in Tony's take when he joins us, but it wouldn't surprise me if the league just did their own stuff. Makes a lot of sense. If the NBA the tools, they have the tools and the money to do it. It's all right with gambling. Why don't they just have the NBA, NBA. Fantasy, league. fantasy league, yeah, right, exactly. on their website. Hmm. And, and what's they can the, keep the money. And what's the other organization? Was it MLB? Is that what it said in the story? NBA and MLB? Yeah, I'm surprised Major League Baseball hasn't done their own either because when you talk about fantasy people, baseball has, I would say, the most hardcore, yeah. brainiac-type people it that does. put together 100 lineups because that's the one They're the most where, hardcore, yeah. but they're not the most. It's a limited... It's a limited. NFL probably has the most. I think all basketball, people. like from, yeah, a, from yeah. a DFS standpoint, NBA, uh, maybe Florio or Tony uh, could could attest to this. But I've seen in Cardano, I've seen the, I've seen sort of the the numbers uh, before. Yep. As far as like uh, is action, and it's like football number one, NBA NBA's basketball number DFS number two, MLB. Uh, golf does quite well. Yeah, I think golf might have been number. Golf, is, golf was really coming golf up. is one of those sports that's perfect for daily fantasy. Hockey was dead last. Yeah, it's yeah. Except for yeah, <laughs> I got two lineups for you tonight, Marenzi. Lots of players. Sorry, sorry, like, sorry, Mike Cardano. I'm sorry, buddy. Ho- hockey, hockey, hockey was uh, hockey got, was dead last. More hockey, no. <laughs> God, I love hockey more than my beautiful wife, and she's gorgeous. I miss Steve Coolius. Cam, you're fat. Don't eat that, Snickers. <laughs> I scored six get, goals in my rec league game. I'm like, settle down, Coolius. Settle down. You'll get uh, Coolius uh, doing a Spengler Cup. <laughs> I know. He scores. Canada versus Davos. <laughs> he scores. <laughs> yeah, more hockey. More hockey all the time here. Got, got a couple lineups for it, but a couple NBA lineups. I think, actually, Gabe, I found a way to get uh, – Simmons, Holiday, and Davis on my team. We went gro- grocery shopping in the bargain bin. What do you got? Uh, I, I was going to save it for the DFS hour, but... Uh, you sound yeah. pretty excited. So. Yeah, I got Ben Simmons. And I got to take a leak, so it's good uh, It's good timing. <laughs> <laughs> I got Ben Simmons. If I leave you here for like two minutes yeah, or something, sure. like without, uh, without any direction, yeah. God knows it'll happen. So at least, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I got it right now. It's, it's actually Marenzi. You wouldn't believe it. And you know who I have on my team, too? Just a little piece former Raptor, Rudy Gay, tonight at $5,100. I actually I thought, like Rudy I thought he was a good price at that uh, price point. We'll talk more to Steam Shrimps about it later in the DFS. Yeah, I did, actually. Last night was uh, a fall. I took a page out of your book. And I didn't do I wasn't planning on doing it. It was a last-second thing. And, of course, I didn't put a lot on it. It really pisses me off. But... I played the fur. I was about to play the Penguins. I had my money tied up in that stupid, I know. stupid old Oakland Athletic game. It took forever. Oh yeah, what? With the versus the White Sox? Yeah. What was it? Twelve eleven? Yeah, it took six hours. <laughs> I, the Minnesota I, game in Puerto Rico yeah, took bet, long too. I bet the game because I was like, ah, oh, whatever. It's starting at four. Yeah. You know, I'll follow it when we're on the I'm air. With, I'm with you. I like the afternoon. Me and Tony betting. were following the game, and dude, it was like ten o'clock at night. And I'm still waiting. 
<laughs> I gave up. I was like, whatever happens, it's going to happen. A million games uh, went to uh, went to extra innings. So, anyways, my money was tied up like an idiot. I bet big on the Pacers game to go over the number, and it didn't. The Pacers did cover at least. But uh, long story short, so I was going to take the Pittsburgh Penguins. I know. Vince texted me. He goes, unload on it. Game of the night. Yeah, and then I, I didn't get like, it in either. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to take the Penguins – uh, I want to get in on uh, on Tampa, and I do like Nashville, and I do like San Jose. So I was like, yeah. ah, I'll just parlay it. So I did I did all four hockey games, and I went 4-0 in the NHL. Yes, that's yeah. the good news. Paid uh, plus 7-11. Doesn't matter. 7-1. Didn't we talk about it? Winners are winners. Yeah, no, it's that's, a, that's how you cashed in your lottery ticket down there. Was that the 50 bucks? Uh, like that, was two a, bucks? that was another, uh, that, no, that was oh, another ticket. You've been holding out on me. You've you actually, yeah, the guy like, the, likes to hear the, the jingle on the machine when you're a winner. Yeah, he was yeah. having yeah, He actually smiled guys. for you. The best was, sir, and, you, and I'll have this lighter, and 444 your change. I'm just like, I'm like, <laughs> Just his face, and the guy in the back was all rattled. I like, I like your convenience store. I think you could do something with that guy. He's got potential. He's fun. Fifty-six dollars, uh, fifty-six dollars yeah. turned into four dollars and forty-four cents after a lighter. After a lighter, yeah, it's a fifty-two dollar lighter. Yeah. We forgot a few other items at the store. No, but uh, no, I spent uh, fifty dollars on uh, basketball parlay tickets. Nice, nice. I like your style. I played the Pelicans and the uh, Miami Heat. So you're playing a point spread, two-game parlay? I played three, but I put more on the Warriors. And then just, just to get the little money back, I took the uh, the Spurs for the hell of it. So I want the first two games. Okay, and then you're on a hedge in the third game. Yeah, so yeah. I'm either getting back 150 or 100. I understand. Yeah, no, no, know what I used to do with my parlays? Like the 50 for 100, the 50 to, to get back 150 won't be that bad. To give people know? a tip, usually when you really like stuff, I like to put one game in the 10 and 10.30 hole and load up with the sevens. Because usually in two hours and thirty minutes or three hours, oh, you, not so if the game goes over. After, always, yeah. yeah. It's a real, it's a thing that I've been, uh, and it's actually been working yeah. for me a lot more lately. Yeah, but you know, you know my style. You, you, what you're, you, you like to let it roll, buddy. I like to double up. I, <laughs> sometimes, like I had that parlay. I'm, and friend, I, I went. I'm just saying, sometimes you got to take just. Take it, you know what I mean? Like if there's a if there's a game in the middle oh, of the yeah. night, just because you know, you know, I'm I'm, I'm telling you. Yesterday was, was a classic example. We talk about it with baseball, dude. But yeah. You need money to do it because it's not worth it if you're going to do it with like twenty bucks or something. All right, no, you won you won three dollars, yeah. but if you're doing it for like two hundred per unit and stuff, then then you can make some real money doing it. But you really can get plus plus money on these baseball teams. Like, look at the games this year. I dude. know. That, that Oakland what about game live yesterday. betting these dogs? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Oakland game yesterday was a classic example. Oakland were minus 2, 210 to start the game. So the Chicago White Sox were like plus 160. The White Sox were winning 6 nothing after two innings. All right, 6-1 after two innings. And that's early. Suddenly, suddenly the White Sox were like minus 450. The book didn't panic, actually, when it was down 5. They only really put the A's up to like plus 185, plus 200. Should be higher than that, yeah. Yeah, but then it was 9 foot. Then it was 9-4. Yeah. All right? Then it was 9-4. Then they made it plus 450. Like, you could have gotten the A's at plus 235, plus 450. That's what I'm saying. It's insane. But if you took the damn White Sox before the game started, you got your plus 160. You just wait an hour, and then boom. You're like, all right, I'll take the A's now at plus 235. And you guaranteed yourself money. Because you got a plus 160 and you got a plus one th- plus 235. Yeah. Then you just move on to the next case. Listen, I don't want to sound like your counselor, but when you do the show, you give out awesome advice. But when I leave you to your own devices at night, I don't know what happens. I don't practice what I preach. <laughs> no, you don't. I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> like all sports talk show hosts. 
<laughs> Just like Tony Sincata. <laughs> Tony. What's up, Tony? Yeah. Not a hypocrite here, my man. <laughs> what are you, you taking? Are you in a, were you in a tin box? I was, uh... <laughs> He sounds like he's I was talking about me going to take a leak. It sounds in like the you're bunker. in the bathroom. You're on the toilet right now? No, I wish I was. I'll be back. I'm going to go and relieve oh. myself. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. Wash your hands, Tony. Uh, uh, Tony's joining us from the bathroom. <laughs> I don't know. What's, I loved it. It was good. It was clean, but it just sounded, yeah, you sounded like he was in a bunker. Underground toilet, maybe a portalette. It did sound like, like one of those uh, carnival toilets. That's going to happen like <laughs> if Kim Jong Un starts lobbing missiles for real. We'll all be in bunkers. What's up, Tony? He's gonna be, <laughs> what's up, guys? Yeah, it's uh, good, good to be here tonight. All right, so the NFL schedule, uh, people are going crazy. Ooh, the NFL schedule. And I don't often do this, uh, Cam, but. Um, you're, I, what, you're going to go crazy? No, I've got. Uh, no, I go crazy all the time. Uh, I've got uh, breaking news, though, as far as the schedule. I've got a scoop. Really? Uh, yeah, for Buffalo Bill fans. Uh, I have learned that the Buffalo Bills will be playing, Cam, this year in Buffalo. Brace yourself for this. They're going to be playing the New York Jets, the Miami Dolphins, yep. and the New England Patriots this year in Buffalo. That's my uh, that's my breaking news scoop. Where are you going with this? You like that, uh, Where are you going with this? That's, that's, that's all I'm going <laughs> Florio, you're a Bills fan. You like that? People are wondering about the Bills schedule. There's the Bills schedule. Now, where I'm going with this is every year, man, the NFL schedule comes out and people freak out. And, oh, my God, this team's playing that team and this team's playing this team. You know what what teams are playing what teams? The other teams in the freaking National Football League. All right? There's 32 teams, guys. (laughs) You're right. You think you can make predictions with the schedule. It's the same damn schedule every year. And it rotates, all right. So it's like it's always this like shock. Oh, I can't believe but it. But what what NFC conference are they dealing with? Who the Bills? Oh, um, is it back to like Seattle, San Francisco, Rams, and whatever? That's what I want to know. I think it's the uh, I think it's the North. Oh, the, Vikings the North, and the okay. Packers. Yeah, that makes sense yeah. too. Uh, we haven't I played Buffalo it, in a while. We're due for a trip. I think it's uh, I think it's the North. It is the playing north. the north. Thanks, Florio. See, that's pretty good. I yeah, Florio was on top. That, of it. No, you you just up. guessed the north. Good call. Well, I knew we were, the north. I knew I knew they were playing the Packers and the Vikings. Yeah, I, those I are good games to go to, though. If, if those teams are playing in Buffalo, that'd be great. Love to see the Packers at uh, in Orchard Park. Buddy. Not if that's you're rooting for the Bills uh, trip game. Yeah, don't worry about it, Florio. The Bills are a good home team. Man, that's a Bills fan. You guys are so like you, you just uh, defeated before it even starts. I, I swear understand. To, I swear to I God. Understand. I think the Bills host the Lions and the Bears. Oh, nice. Actually, that's and, and go have, on the road. Yeah, of course. That's like, actually no, but you so, want that. You no, I don't no. want that. <laughs> I'd rather go to Detroit than go to Minnesota. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Got to play the games. You said, I, 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 to be honest with you, I, I was just saying from a fan perspective, you'd love to see Minnesota in Buffalo and you'd love to see Green Bay in Buffalo and you can take the other teams uh, on the road. You get to see a better product. The New York Post reports that the Buffalo Bills will play the Jets in week 10. Yep. And, of course, me and uh, Florio uh, went to the uh, the Jets-Bills game last year. Are we going this year? It's a really big parking lot. They're going to host host the Jets. Are we going this year, he says, Gabe. Yeah, you know what? All right. Oh, here it is. Going to make it a yearly trip. According to uh, Rob Dermofsky, the Bills will travel to Green Bay to play the Packers in week four. That's early. Get it out of the way. All right. According to uh, Mike Shop of WGR, 
The Bills. Oh, Mike Shope. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to Buffalo Sports Radio because they're always ragging on the every, Sabres and Bills. Does every city like have a guy named the Bulldog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I swear to God. Like every, AM 550 Buffalo. How many like Bulldogs are there in Sports Talk Radio? Oh, lots. And the other one is Storm and Norman. Yes, yeah, Storm and We got Storm and at the late night vampire. Storm and Norman Rumack. Yeah, like... <laughs> There's been a Storm and Norman on, like, numerous stations. I used to work yeah. with Storm and Norman Marshall. Seriously. <laughs> Storm, Storm and Norman Marshall. Yeah. I like it. That's a, what a good handle, though. Yeah, yeah, I still like it. Storm. I like Storm and Norman. really was Stormy. Storm and Norman was – our buddy was storming for a while, too. Right, he's got, more, he's got more Storm, chill now. Storm and Norman Rumac. Yeah. Norm's chilling. Although right I know, now. isn't uh, Rumax, uh, isn't he the late night vampire? Yes, on the Fan 590, late night vampire Storm and Norman Rumack. Hammerhead alert, hammerhead alert. I got a t shirt for you. Leafs and Boston tonight for five callers come through on Storm and Norman's Leafs post game show. I did a show. He came on after me on Oh, Sirius. I used to come on his show. He'd keep me on for an hour. I'm like, Norm, I know Reebok's paying you. Like, where's my check? Like, it was unbelievable. The guy used to call me on Friday night. I'm like, into like my ninth beer watching the game. Hey, Cam, Storm and Norman here. You having fun? Yeah, let's, let's do the show. Show. He doesn't understand one segment, Gabe. He likes full show. Talk to Storm and Norman. You're on for an hour. Remember he called you? You even said you like you had other hits to do at other radio stations. Like, no offense, Norm. I love you, but we can't talk for two hours here. I, I, was I got on, my own show. I was on for thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, thirty minutes. Still, that that's 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 short for him. I was I was on for thirty minutes. So yeah, people freak out about the NFL schedule, but yeah, whatever, man. There's no you can't. You can't judge. Put a win and loss already down there. Yeah, and then you, exactly. You can't judge the NFL schedule about what's easy and what's not, what's a good game and what's not a good game. How many times, man, now Monday Night Football, we've gotten a crappy game. And Turned out to be legendary? Rams and 49ers? No, 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 no. I was going to say, yeah, that game was all right in week two, but Lots I was going to say, how many times has there been a crap-ass game near the end of the year on ESPN, and you can't even blame them? It's like, well, nobody expected the Raiders to suck. Mm-hmm. You know, like this year, man. Like the Raiders played the Eagles on primetime television. That's correct. Like, when you make the schedule, you don't expect the Eagles and the Raiders game to suck. But the Eagles had already wrapped everything up, and the Raiders were terrible. And they played a crap-ass 9-3 stupid game in the rain on Christmas night or whatever the hell the final yeah, score it was. it was a brutal, brutal football game. Right? There's a lot of games where they'll schedule it, and you look, oh, look at this Monday nighter. Man, that's that's pretty good. Like, who thought the New York Giants would be as piss poor as they were last year, right? Exactly. We don't know. You don't know. Like, you can't gauge a schedule by strength of schedule. And on a more serious note, from a gambling perspective, guys, all right, because uh, we're more than just rage here, uh, on a more serious note, if you really want to gauge a strength of schedule, guys, you can gauge it through Vegas win totals. Yeah, that's what what you do. Look at Vegas. Yeah, so you don't take – because everyone always looks at a strength of schedule and goes – what the team's records were last year, all right? Teams are different exactly. year to year. Exactly. They're like you. They're different year to year. More mature. Yeah, really? <laughs> no, actually, no. You're the exact same since no. I've known you. I haven't changed. I'm the same. We're not different at all. We're just getting older. Yeah, di- different, but the, the same. Just different. Have, uh, I, lost, have I lost weight, too, Marenzi? People are telling me, uh, I look, some guy said I look more spelt today when I saw me in the condo. He thinks I lost like 10 or 20. I, mean, I don't know what you're talking about, but. Thanks. I'll keep on eating chicken wings. Look the same. Okay. <laughs> I just said the same. <laughs> the same. The same. <laughs> I think you're a little lighter than you used to be. Thank you. Yeah. All right. We'll continue on the other side. I'll tell you about the wind total angle here. 
Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills go to Green Bay. They go to Minnesota. Of course, like you know, you play that division, you figure you'd mix it up a little bit, right? Why can't yep. they uh, bring one quality opponent to town? Why can't they go? They go to Detroit and uh, have uh, Green Bay go there. But yeah. to be honest, the last time we played in this little cycle, like three, four years ago, Green Bay did go to Buffalo. I remember. I remember the the Bills defense terrorized Aaron yep. Rodgers. Like Rodgers had the second worst game of his career, actually. And uh, Tony Sincata's uh, wrapped up his business, evidently. <laughs> They're uh, joining us, uh, joining us in the bathroom. What's up, Tony? Not much. I'm, uh, I'm feeling good now. I'm feeling relieved. Feel a little my better. Stom- feel lighter now. Lighter. Yeah, my stomach is settled. You know, it's interesting when you guys were talking about FanDuel and DraftKings. What's going on here? Is uh, they were getting called out by the uh, the government because with these new gambling laws that are supposed to be enacted, they were double dipping. They wanted the integrity fee, right, that, that they wanted to pass to these states. One percent uh, tax go back to the leagues. And then they were owning DraftKings, who is going to uh, uh, have an online gambling site. So they wanted to No take... integrity fee that they're yeah. paying. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, so they said, you know what, we'll still do business, but we'll divest out of the ownership. And that's the way to please the government. The fact yeah. that the government is involved in, in everything this, involved in this yes. stuff is just stupid. Well, that's what we were talking about. Even for our local election, the current premier wants to with the league with the legalization of marijuana, wants to put it in liquor stores and whatever. Whereas Rob Ford, the other candidate, wants to keep it to an open market. Doug what? Ford. Yeah, sorry, Doug Ford. Sorry, I look more like Rob Ford. But I'm just saying, you know, these guys who they have, if they have quality product, you know, the distributors have to go through a stringent case anyway. So the government just needs to back down and stay less involved in something that's already controlling itself. It's uh, it's so the leagues are getting out so they can get in. It's basically what they're doing here. They've got the money to do it, that's for sure. Well, as I said, I'm surprised that they just don't do it themselves, yep. but they don't do that for legal purposes as well because in some states, fantasy sports is still legal. But imagine like the National Football League. They could just cut out every middleman and run a run a DFS and season-long fantasy sites through their own league, Tony. I mean, they already do, right? They already do have yep. season-long sites. They already have contests and Survivor and this and that. You do your Survivor on the NFL site. Yeah, I do, yeah. but... They could step up. Similar to sort of Yahoo, right? I mean, just sort of cut out the middleman, especially the NBA. But it's a good point with the gambling law. And I don't know what's taking the Supreme Court so freaking long with this. I and heard it just, it's going to be uh, the second week of May, so I think we're getting closer. Yeah, people said they heard it was going to be the first yeah, week that's of April. True. Oh, and it was going to blah, 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 That was blah, from blah. Uh, Mr. Cr- Cr- Christie himself, though, on Cl- Cotton Show, said it would be the second week of May. So uh, he should be in touch with this corrupt government. He's one of them. <laughs> 
<laughs> Tony's the best. I was actually speaking of which. The way things are going, Tony, the Supreme Court better get a decision out for this because they're going to have bigger things on their hands, too. Like, oh, I, have yeah. a feeling, I have a feeling there's a lot of big things going to be approaching the Supreme Court uh, in, in the near uh, future. I was going to tell you guys about the story about Rob Gronkowski, who bought a horse named Gronkowski. Yeah. Uh, it's he basically a British horse. Did. Yeah, it's won four. It's won four races in a row. It's going to be at the Kentucky Derby on uh, the first uh, weekend in uh, May. But the best is Gronk. Like, talk to the British guy, Tony. He's like, "Hey, man, I want to ride the horse." Yeah. The guy's like, you're 265 pounds. Like, my jockey's 113 to 115. Like, Gronk's like, yeah. no, like, seriously, I just want to get on top of the horse. The guy's like, you don't get it, bro. Like, you can't get on top of this horse. You're going to break it. Like, he thinks he can, like, go ride the horse. He's so this stupid. This guy is so stupid. He's honestly, he'd be the, like, hey, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, a horse, yeah, it's he'd, insane. He'd, he'd injure the horse sitting on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. He's a real rocket he, scientist. I'm yeah. trying to figure out now. So here's what happens. The Patriots all go to the Kentucky Derby. Like, that's the yeah. thing. Julian Edelman. So now Gronk gets a horse. He's there. But do you think he had to pay for this? Or do you think that they just gave him, you know, a, a piece, a little piece, so they Dude, can, I you mean, know. No, we're in the horse race of business. These guys are the cheapest. They don't penny pitch it. Anyway. I can tell you they're probably stealing from Gronk right now. I guarantee you half the people in the horse racing industry don't even know who Rob Gronkowski is. <laughs> they just think he's a big, goofy, yeah, rich gonna, white yeah, kid. Yeah, they hope his wallet's fat. I can tell you that. Yeah, it's you know, no. But this horse is already a winner. It won the Burden Stakes, four, won four races in a row. He's not picking up a trotter. He's picking up a thoroughbred. It should uh, should be interesting. You're right. The Patriots. There's always incidents when we go. What was it? Yeah. Wes Welker was all high yeah. on ecstasy and Molly yeah, and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Woo, run horsey. Hey, he was yeah. all wasted, handing out. Pretty cool though. Nice guy. He was handing out hundred dollar bills oh, to strangers. I wish yeah. I was there. We could really use Dude, that. He was all, he was wasted. He was like he was on ecstasy, so he was like in a good on mood. ecstasy like uh, yeah, like they hug and everything's free great. love. So yeah, he's uh, he's all nice and like, hey man, and he's just handing out hundred dollar wow, bills to everyone. I really wish we were at that one. <laughs> yeah, you get a free I come, as a dis- come as a disguise to get another one. Yeah, you went right back up to him. <laughs> yeah, I know, come on. It's like when they give away the free sample on the street. Cam like double goes back, uh, Tony. I'm not I'm not oh, gonna lie yeah. to you. Gabe's local grocery store, they've been really, really uh, feeling it these days. I guess a lot of people in this uh, rich area by the studio have been, like, putting money into the store. The new pizza guy, he's not just bringing out samples. Like, he's, like, lining them up at the top, and I just sit there. I'm like, mm, this one's good. You got a meat lovers or whatever. I could basically get my lunch there like it's a Costco. It's absolutely yeah. fantastic. And the manager felt bad for me one day. I ran out of gas. I had to get home rents. So I gave him a sob story. He lent me 20 bucks. I go, oh, I needed to pick up some groceries. He goes, here's a $25. He gave me a gift card for the restaurant, uh, for the grocery store, because I spend so much money there, right? I buy roasts and stuff. I was like, wow, man, I lost my wallet and stuff, and the guy gave me money to get home. It was very, I thought I was going to be stranded. Yeah, when so I was things working. are good. When I was working in New York, me, Ronis, and Angle used to go in this bagel place that always had a sample tray. And uh, I would, you know, throw a little cream cheese on it, and then I would go, yeah, you know, this ain't bad, but, uh, you know, I need a little more kick to it, then I would try the next one, and, that, and Angle's like, they're going to kick us out. And uh, the lady became friendly, friendly with me, and uh, she, she uh, asked me for my phone number because I was the guy that was the bagel guy, and uh, I would give them my review every morning on my bagels, and I never paid for a damn thing. Did you roll her dough? I tried. I tried. We had a commu- we had a communication problem. She didn't speak English, and I. Oh, but she liked. I know she that. Liked giving you free food. I know that bagel place. What the place right across the street there? 
It, well, it's on the same side of the street, but it's uh, it's about four things up, four or five. Yeah, things yeah, up. yeah. I know the place. Brent, uh, you can't yeah. beat free samples. I was told, uh, I was told that's the best bagel place. Ever oh yeah, and all this stuff. Uh, yeah. see, Montreal's got wicked bagels. Yeah, Montreal's got better bagels. Uh, I would say that. Come on, in New York, you're no. upsetting no, I, the whole I, I, Jewish community. I've, no. been, I've been, you know what, Tony, and I'm an unbiased uh, participant. A there's, there's a lot of Jewish people in Montreal. I've, I've had, oh, really? I've had all the New York bagels, and I've had Montreal. I think Montreal bagels are the best. I'm telling you. I was at, so I asked people why the bagels. Hasidic left. style, man. With the I girls. asked why the bagels were better. They said they had better water. It's all about the water. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You got to use the good stuff. Yeah, don't cheap out. Yeah, I'm sure the water, water on 35th Street's great. Tony. Very, very good. <laughs> <laughs> it's pristine water. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Florio, it's, it's got a fish sure with three yeah. eyes in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure Flo- the great, great water. It's like Springfield. Florio's peeing in the sore, and then we we're gonna get the <laughs> bagels down. Yeah, great, great water in the area. Great water for bagels. It's known. It's uh, spring water, just like Colorado Springs, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Six and thirty fifth, yeah. <laughs> great, great water. Known, known for its great water. Hydrogen. There's like rats inside the pipes. <laughs> oh my god! You know what? When you I, so we worked weird hours when we were in New York, right? And you go through Times Square at four o'clock in the morning, you wouldn't believe the size of the rats running around. They I, should I, have leashes. It's amazing. I, I'm telling you, Tony. I'm going to tell like, you. I'm going to tell like you. Like yes, yes. Huh? I'm going to tell you a true rat story from yeah. New York when I was doing the Journey of the Cup. I met WWE's Renee uh, Young Paquette down oh, there. Yeah. So we went out for a beer. We're friends. Me and Gabe and her used to work together at the TV station. So we hooked up after we went to Madison Square Garden. We saw a rat the size of a cac- uh, raccoon lift up, like almost like bench press a pizza, a full piece of New York slice and take <laughs> off. Like they're, they're huge, man. Like I'm telling you, he manhandled this pizza, not just the crust, the whole damn slice. And he was like toying with it. Like they were huge, monstrous. Like they're scary, man. I've seen like, like there's, I don't want to deal with those rats. They're yeah. Tough. <laughs> yeah, Times Square. If you're homeless and listening to the show, don't sleep in Times Square. That is rough. The yeah, uh, a lot of rats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, they are big, man. They That's why the they pizza. are huge. No, this one was huge. It was like a raccoon. That's why they say the pizza in Las Vegas is no good. The water. Oh really? Something, yeah, something yeah. about the dull. Really? Yeah, it's just, it, well, it's, it's also soft versus hard water. Have you ever noticed how when you have hard water, you no. buy those? Well, I'm just going to tell you a story yeah. about the difference between soft and hard water. You need water to be soft for everything that's good. The problem is in big cities, you get the hard water. Why do you think that turkey that I did that TV show with pimps those Windsor system pellets? It softens water and makes food and everything taste better. And you also have a better shower, lighter on the skin. See, I don't, I don't know anything hot about tips, this. Hot tips. Hot home tips, Gabe. I'm not just a man of Ziplocs and bags. Water softeners. Has it helped your skin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I should go invest in some, some, Tony some, some water softeners. Cam's giving us skin tips. I'm looking at him like, I don't see it. You know, you're not doing like any Noxema. I don't have any thing. scabs or anything. No, I'm just saying. It's, oh, uh, you know what? I got, a, I got a rash on my right ribs. Like, I don't know what happened here. Like, there's a little. You need soft water, Tony. It feels like I'm getting, like, bitten by little things. And a, and a gallon of polysporin. Yeah, I know. It's bizarre. We get older, too. Yeah, well, you got more some marks on you? I got mysterious yeah. scratches on my body all the time. Yeah. I got, like, <laughs> scratches on my arm. And, like, it looks yeah. like I had, like, crazy sex yeah. with someone. But, but I really just, you're, you're, you're having night terrors. No, I you're, did it. You know what? You're scratching yourself. No, I really didn't. Yeah, it used to happen. I remember my ex-girlfriend used to freak, too. She's like, how come you have these scratches on your back and your neck? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I said, I really, I just don't know. So you're doing something at night. 
You're you might be like got you. No, I think that somebody has a voodoo doll. Of me. <laughs> well, you better get it out. Yeah, I think someone's, someone's got a voodoo doll. They just screw me over and over. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot, a lot of mysteries in life, man. You can't can't figure anything out, right? Well, That's I have a I have a marble sized thing in my belly button that my doctor told me I'm going to have to get removed. It's called an ulcer. And it's like oh. literally the, almost the size of a golf ball now. I haven't showed you because I don't take off my shirt very often, but uh, yeah, I don't know it's if a problem. No, it. I don't want to show you. You'll get, you'll get disgusted. <laughs> like, you, but you want to see it, Tony? But it's uh, getting no, bigger. No, you can golf, see it. Like, no, if, I go, if I go there, see it pop out? See, you I don't think it. You, you mentioned this bad. before. And I'm telling you the truth. Look at it. I almost, my want, shirt. I almost want to see it now. Want to touch it? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't want to touch it. I'd rather see it. No, just touch it. No, I'm not touching it. Just put your finger into it. No. Just hit it. In my face. No, just do it. Just <laughs> pull finger on no. it. It just feels like a bun. Lick it. Oh, like, like, I don't understand why you're scared. I, like, it's, it's just a piece of skin. Oh. He's literally standing up with his belly in my face, Tony. He's like, touch oh. it. Touch it. Lick it. All right, lift like it up. It. Let's see. Let's see. I don't want to show it. No, you don't got to get so close. Move back. Move back. Can I see it? No, hold on. There. Sit back down. Sit back down. See? It's purple. Let's see. It's purple. Oh, dear God. It's You're horrible. Right. I told you. It's dear huge. God. Why don't you get it's it out It's an What I don't understand is when I ask you, to lift the shirt up. Because I just wanted you to touch it because you can tell that it's like you decide. Like, I didn't I'm not a you. doctor. Well, I wish you were. Can you tell me what the hell's going on? How come I have a golf but ball Tony, in my stomach? He's telling me he's got a golf ball. And then he's like, he gets his, his big belly in my face. He's like, touch it, touch it. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. And then I'm like, all right, let's see it. Yeah, you but saw for some it. reason, he gets close. I'm like, no, you can't see it. <laughs> like, he thinks I'm a doctor. He's like, I don't know. He's like, here it is, doc. Uh-huh. Yeah, so like after seeing it, are you not concerned now? Yes. yes. It appears as if, though, you have, like, <laughs> two belly buttons. a purple-sized golf ball that is inside your belly button. Uh-huh. Called a hernia. Like, you know when they say sports hernia? That's what they, the guys, when they how, go. I thought a hernia was how a How do you know no, that? But it, no, but it pops out in the front. That's what the how doctor you know told that? me. Uh, my doctor told me, he goes, I don't want to have to put, operate on you now because I go, we're just starting a three-hour radio program because eventually you're going to have to come in for uh, surgery. It was when we were doing the one-hour show, and I said, and he also said, you can surgeries, wait a few months. Surgeries are like breaking up with somebody. Oh, Never boy. a good time. I don't want, no. Do you understand? Can I tell you, uh, since we're telling story time, the last time I, oh, you know, oh, Tony, I got to tell you this one. Yes, so. Oh, I got to tell you this story quick before we get into yeah, the I'm, I'm just a little freaked out by the golf. Anyway, at least they're on the yeah, right. truth. Well, I thought I you were a doctor. Yeah, I wanted to see it. I hey, Anyway, it's, it's, yeah, the last go. time I went for surgery, I went to a doctor and he told me I might have skin cancer because I used to get a lot of sunburns. Whoa. You know, right, Gabe? I got blonde eyes, red hair, whatever. When I was in Jamaica, I had like I got burnt by the sun so bad I had blisters all over me, whatever. So when you're getting older, you get scared. So I went to a doctor. He goes, I had a big black mark on my leg. He goes, in my ankle. He goes, you got to take it out. I go, I want a second opinion. He goes, you got to take it out. So Marenzi, I went to the doctor and they put a bone saw basically in the thing to cut out my ankle. He didn't. He estimated my weight wrong. He didn't give me enough anesthesia, and I feel the bone saw going through my leg. I go, I don't see in the air. Like I, I started freaking out, jumped, and then finally the guy drugged me, and then got. That's my experience. This guy, and now I have a big crazy thing in my ankle that I got to put special cream on because uh, basically this guy almost killed me, and he was supposed to be a respectable doctor. He put a bone saw into my ankle. So how long? <laughs> How long? <laughs> Sorry, I can't. I'm destroying the carpets now. I don't know what's going on over uh, here. We're back at the old table. Yeah, all right. Just uh, <laughs> everyone settle down. Yeah, anyway, um, yeah, see? So, yeah, well, so what's, what's the deal? How long are you going to live with that thing for? Uh, the doctor yeah. says it's probably going to It's kind of get... purple. 
I know. It's got changed colors, too. Uh, um, I'm going to think I'm probably in the next couple months I'm going to get it taken out. It's starting to annoy me. It's just a quick procedure. Really? Yeah. It's always like When it's someone else, it's just a quick procedure. Yeah, I know. He's talking to me. They've got to put a knife into my stomach. I don't know about that. No, I had my gallbladder taken out. Did you? When did you get it done? When did I have my gallbladder taken out? Yes. When I was like 25 or 26. They just knock you out? Did it hurt? I was, in fact, one of the uh, the first, uh, I was one of the youngest ones ever to get my gallbladder removed, actually. Interesting. Not in the history of the world, no, but, but the doctor had yeah. seen. Yeah. It, okay. How did you feel normal. after? You feel after good? No, it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Really? <laughs> no, yeah, so I was going to say, yeah, nowadays, though, they have uh, they have little microscopic cameras cam. They got lasers? So they're going to cut like a triangle. Yeah, just take it all Little out. holes, oh. and they stick this little, little camera in your stomach. They're going to zap, pop, whatever it is that we need. It's just a little mar. <laughs> it's like a marble. But then they stitch you up. Yeah. It's actually incredibly painful. Um, so after, <laughs> when I got when I got out of the hospital, this guy, so this guy's unbelievable. So get this: so I got out of the hospital, and I had the stitches. I had like like a pyramid of stitches. So I had like yeah. you know four stitches in my mid and yeah. my little butt. So they basically told me, listen, whatever you do, don't cough. And don't don't laugh. And don't pick. Oh my don't god! Don't cough. Don't laugh. Oh my god! I'll like dude, I don't laugh. laugh. I love to dude, laugh. The stitches will split no! and your stomach will split oh. open. What am I gonna do? You're gonna look like someone on a zombie on The Walking Dead with your guts falling <laughs> out. So I'm getting god. sick thinking me, about so this. So get this. They tell me whatever you do, you can. And they're like, we're serious. They said the pain will be unbearable and your stomach's gonna you're gonna bleed open. But all I do. All right. So I'm like, all right. Don't cough. Don't laugh. My buddy picks me up. I get in the car. First thing he has is like a joint the size of Cheech and Chong, like hash, ultra yeah. powerful. Yeah. I take a toke. First thing, I start coughing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, dear God. All right. So, so I'm trying to smoke it without coughing. All right. So I got through that. And, you know, I should note that I was pretty hardcore. And I was in a hospital. I was actually going out in the parking lot and blazing and stuff. So, yeah. so you're saying, screw you, doctor. So, yeah. I so I, I got through it. So I'm not laughing at all, all right? So I'm watching TV later in the night. Three's company's on. And my mother warns me. I'm staying with my mother at the time because I lived in a dump, but I needed to be taken care of. So I went to my mother's house out in the country. So it's about 11 o'clock, 11.30, and uh, she goes to bed and stuff. And she goes, remember, you can't laugh. So uh, don't watch any of these shows. It was yeah. like David Letterman was coming yeah. on and stuff. Late, late night talk. And I show. told her, oh, they're bad shows. They yeah. won't make me laugh. Don't worry. So I'm flicking around and stuff. And I land on the movie Ladybugs. <laughs> With Rodney Dangerfield? Yeah. I love it. And Jack A. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm a big. I, I swear <laughs> to God, just looking at Rodney Dangerfield, Tony, I split my gut open. I love that guy. I'm laughing oh. so hard at that dumb movie, Ladybug. It actually had a couple funny points. Yeah, so yeah, that's going to be your big problem. You're going to get out of there. You can't laugh oh or God. cough. That's a real problem. Eating will be a problem, too. Really? Now I got bigger problems. Man. I want to see John Haley like tee that golf ball off your belly button. <laughs> 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 Game time Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. 
Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Yeah, unnecessary surgery. Yeah. It's a great uh, name of the song, Unnecessary <laughs> Surgery. Um, just imagine, Tony, John Daly yes. just knocks that right off his belly button for him. Well, he tried to drive Niagara Falls. God, right? that, that'd be painful. <laughs> you think? <laughs> Remember when I met John Daly, Gabe, and I hit that 40-foot putt on the first try? That's probably one of the highlights of my life. <laughs> like, when I really think about it, like, I actually called it. I go, listen, man, I'm going to give money to your charity, but if I hit this 40-foot putt, you got to give me a hundred bucks or whatever, and I hit it. But I'm like not going to say, "Hey, the money I gave you was for charity." So I just said, "Keep the money or whatever." And John D was like, "Hey, man!" And then I saw him at the Canadian Open, and he was actually like shooting like real shit. He just like seven over or whatever. And he saw me and he gave me the old, "Hey, how you doing?" Like that guy's actually when I met him, a really really nice man. Like he's been through a lot, and uh, he was really cool to me. Nice guy. So anyway, shout out to John Daly. I was gr- really happy for him when he won on the Senior Tour. So Tony, who's a uh Who's somebody that uh, you were a fan of as a kid or you admired and you yeah. met and uh, they were big assholes? Oh, Jesus. Um, you know, it's it. Uh, who is a big a-hole? Um, that's a tough one. I'm trying to think. But you have guys. to have been a fan, not just met a sports personality who's an a-hole. Yeah. yeah. They're all a-holes. Like, <laughs> so it's yeah, kind of general. I'm tr- yeah, I'm trying to think of who that would be. I, I You know what? I I haven't had come across too many ales, and especially I'm a, ones that I'm a fan of. Because you know what, I, I never really was like the fan type. Like I rooted for my teams. Um, I liked Alex Rodriguez, but I never ran into Alex Rodriguez. You're uh, an Alex Rodriguez a, fan. Oh yeah, I was a fan back when he was in the Seattle Mariners day when he's coming up as a you know it's a the young one guy aspiring. Everybody hates you. You like yeah <laughs> yeah I know. Is that kind of weird? <laughs> well, you said Piazza was a dick to you. He was really nice to me when I met him. I might have caught him on a good day. Yeah, maybe he just didn't like me. <laughs> like Mary Lemieux and Scotty Bowman, they don't like I was me. a big fan of the Dodgers. Um, you know, the Dodgers teams in the 70s and in the 80s. You know, the um, Ron Say, Bill Russell, Davey, uh, Davey Lopes, uh, Dusty Baker, uh, et cetera. And, um, I met pretty much every one of them over the years. Steve Garvey, I met every one of them over the years. And most of them were pretty much jerks. Like, for the most part. You know, like, uh, Dusty Baker's not the friendliest guy. Surely. I like him, actually. You. They're uh, all fired up there, Gabe, and uh, I'll tell you what, they're, they're checking out the golf bag, and that's one of the things uh, you got to look at is uh, they're looking at that. Uh, Cam probably kicked over a cord as they're taking a look at over, you know, each other's welts and each other's things. I'll tell you what, someone actually, uh, someone on Twitter actually wrote that maybe I have shingles, right? So. I'm listening to Web and shingles I'm, uh, are. You got shingles? Shingles are real. I, no, no, I don't no, know. Man. Someone. Someone on Twitter you, said I have shingles, right? Listen, so Tony, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. There's a commercial 
with like a yeah. middle-aged lady and she's got shingles on her face and she's like walking to a boardroom. I almost cry when I watch that commercial because she gives herself a look of like, oh my God. And I'll tell you, who's the hockey player? The Denny Savard used to deal with shingles. Shingles kill, man. Like I know a person who had sh- that shingle. You don't want shingles, Tony. Stay away. They're rough. How can I stay away? But uh, someone on Twitter diagnosed me with shingles, right? So I'm on WebMD. And I'm like, you know, well, what? have you had chicken pox as a kid? It's guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, guaranteed. And if uh, someone on Twitter said so, yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> and WebMD, it's a lock. So, why, why are they diagnosing you with this? Because remember, I told you I had a rash about 30 minutes on my ribs, and they oh, said that's, okay. that's shingles that's are different though. Uh, shingles, it's more painful. like blood and stuff. It's yeah. not just a rash. Shingles it's like, like uh, the blood vessel, blood yeah. blood vessels die or something like that. They said uh, if I'm, you know, as long as I'm uh, under 50. And it's not near my eye, I could be okay. Yeah, you don't want them on your face. Like if you're going to have them, the best is on the back, but people tend to get them on their face. Yeah, but let's be honest. As we get older, there's just sort of going to be lumps and different things. Oh. Like sort of like golf balls in a <laughs> kind of, ball, kind of right? like Yeah, I got a purple uh, Titleist in my gut. Like I'm not going to lie. I, I always have mysterious sort of bumps, lumps. Yeah. I had a massive sort of mini golf ball size thing on the back of my head. Oh, uh, like a, a, oh, like a goiter. Yeah, they're scary, man. Yeah, you don't want that. for a couple of days. Oh, you're yeah. thinking lump? Oh, oh, yeah, I was thinking, oh, God, I got cancer for sure. But, uh, yeah, it turned out it was uh, from stress. Yeah, stress knots. Yeah, stress stress buildup, yeah. some sort of no, weird. you can get that and stuff. I had a couple of weird lumps, like, on my head and stuff like that. But, you know, it is what it is. We, you know, any day above ground's a good day. You yeah. just got to accept yeah, it. Yeah, I got a, bo- a bone out of the side of my foot peeking out there, too. I think it's called a bone server, but it absolutely, like. Yeah, you really do, too. It, it kills. I like see this, that, man. It, you can visibly see your bones. Like, you have no idea. Foot. Like, it's like it happened one day, and I was told because you're walking, and I weigh, like, 250 or whatever, and the bone just kind of goes to the side. Yeah, and you I, popped it out too I thought much. I did yeah, it yeah, when yeah. I'm drunk, but I didn't. I was actually sober, and now when I'm sleeping, it kills the sleep because I usually cross your legs when you sleep, and this bone just keeps on hitting my foot in the middle of the night. It's torturous, man. It's man. absolutely torturous. That's why I got four lineups tonight. I couldn't sleep last night. You got night. a lot of issues. I told you. Like, you think you're the only guy? Like, I got problems. I got, I'm on medication. I, I excessive sweating. I, got, I pop Zantax like Tic Tacs. I got a bone popping on my foot, and I got a golf ball in my stomach. <laughs> like, that can't be good. <laughs> See, now I've made you feel better about yourself. You Kate. feel better about your shingles now, Tony? Yeah, you yeah, like, your shingles. Yeah, I'm dying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the carpet again. The carpet, I don't, what carpet. am I doing with the carpet? Okay. Do you, you want the chair off the carpet or on the carpet? I'll move well, it off. I got to be honest with you. I'm just going to move it off the carpet. I don't yeah. want to put it there anymore. It's better. It's better off. <laughs> he's He's got the chair, Tony, on like the edge of the carpet. But like with the, the chair, so like it's deforming the carpet after. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you, either you put the chair on the carpet or not on the carpet. It's on the. It's I got your message. It's on the hardwood. I'm not going near that carpet anymore. It's just not good over there. I told you. you got no, sticking around. Look at the size of it, man. It's crazy. You got I no know, respect. Like, oh yeah, I got no respect. Rodney <laughs> Dangerfield, no respect. <laughs> uh, oh man. I mean, think about it though. Why would he worry about the carpet? 
I don't guy, understand. Like, there's dirt and stuff all over. He's getting mad at me. Like, it's, like I'm not doing nothing. To the I gotta be honest with you. There was He's dirt. yelling at me for no reason. Like, no. there's absolutely no reason there, to yell at me. There was dirt underneath. That's dust from underneath the carpet. Oh. Like, it's like the glue the, the, that holds the, the carpet yes, down. Yes. So I will not go near it. Yeah, and the only reason it's on the floor now is because you continuously keep lifting the carpet up. Would you like me to use my ground. foot to put the dust back under the carpet? Because no. I don't care. No, we'll sweep it up after. Okay. I'm staying back here. Oh, hell's breaking loose here, Tony. <laughs> yeah, it all, we've turned into a medical show. I like it. Yeah, we're very good at this, too. Yeah, let's diagnose, uh, like, psych- psych- psychiatrically now, too. <laughs> we should. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I've never seen you, a shrink in I my am, life. Have you? You're an alcoholic and a degenerate gambler. Well, I wouldn't say alcoholic. I'm pretty friendly when I drink, but I am a binge drinker. I'm not uh, going to lie. When I, when I go for it, I really like, go for it. When Homer went to that like that cult place and they couldn't break him, they oh, yeah. put him in the circle of shame. Yeah, well, with the gruel and he just keeps uh, on eating it. They're, all like, <laughs> they're like, you're fat, you're disgusting, and you smell. You also have a drinking problem, and they're trying to break Homer. Homer's like, wow, you guys really, really know, know me, me well. <laughs> it's like, whoa. <laughs> Instead of getting exactly. insulted, he's like, wow, like, it's like you guys spend all the time with me. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Like, that was an awesome. Yeah, like you eat a... like a pig. He's like, yeah, I really yeah, do. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a, the leader. The leader. That was a great episode. Yeah, the only thing that got him finally when they did a song like Batman. No, 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 no. Leader. <laughs> they broke him down. Oh boy. I'm sure Tony, like that's one of your secret fantasies. Right. You always wish like you would be like a cult leader, Tony. I could picture you like Oh, I'd be run- a good one too. Yeah. Oh yeah, like yeah. running an island and like sleeping with like eight chicks at once and like eight yeah. wives and all that. Like I could, I could give them Joel Osteen rousing speeches every once in a while and uh and show I'm thinking uh, Joel- more David Koresh. <laughs> I know. I and I like I like Kool-Aid. <laughs> I like the David Koresh. I like the Kool-Aid. <laughs> that's that's, uh, that's amazing. I gotta tell you though, from the a guy, Kool-Aid's Jim Jones. From a guy, yeah, that's oh right. yeah, that's right, Jimmy Jones. Yeah, I'll tell yeah, you though, uh, watching a lot, of, a watching movie, watching man. a lot of Dateline, the per capita killers, a lot of them are from the clergy, man. Like I'm telling you, it's one of these things. They just uh, do you when the, they get angry, they do things differently. You remember the the people that thought there was like a spaceship up there waiting for them and stuff? They were all wearing Nikes. <laughs> no, what? is that the choice of aliens? That? I remember Jonestown Massacre. What's this one? What were they called? I swear to God, I don't know. Someone, is this, are, you, are, you, are you shitting me, or is no, this no. true? So I, you're I, telling I, me they thought a spaceship was coming? Yeah, they thought that basically that there was a spaceship waiting for them. I wish there was. Like, uh, like you know, Blistopia or yeah. whatever was up there, but they had to kill themselves. And I don't. I swear to God, yeah, they were all wearing the same Nikes. It's like a picture of them. They're all dead in Nikes. Horrible. Yeah. Phil Knight. Put a whole doesn't, new term to the. Uh, Phil to the Knight meeting. doesn't like that. Just story. do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just do it. You didn't see that they. Yeah, they didn't. <laughs> you're killing me today, man. You're uh, you're taking it up a notch. Yeah, I'm going straight to hell. You are going somewhere. Um, yeah, yeah. What was it? So, uh, cult. Cult, cult Nikes. Dies. In Nikes, uh, it, uh, it almost doesn't even seem real, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they called? Heaven's Gate cult. Heaven's Gate cult. The sneakers are worth suicide Nikes and comet spaceships. spaceships. The story of the Heaven's Gate cult. cult. Wow, what year was this? Oh my God! Kind of morbid. I don't like. I sure, no, I don't like that. There's that's the, the leader. That's the leader. Oh my God! I'm not Marshall uh, Applewhite. 
Oh, that's Marshall the Applewhite. Sounds like the Major Applewhite. Yeah, it sounds yeah, like Texas the quarterback, quarterback of Texas. Texas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's his dad, Marshall Applewhite, not Major. Major Texas like... quarterbacks always have the coolest. Colt names. McCoy. Colt. I think Major he's the head coach at Houston, right? Wasn't he the head coach at Houston? Yeah, he still yep. is. He yep. still is. Yep. An average one at that. <laughs> <laughs> not. He's not back to the David Klinger yeah, days. You guys don't you don't remember wow, this? Wow, huh? no, I don't. What year was this from again? You were saying? No, uh, I don't remember. 1997. 1997, man. Wow. Got to hand it to you, Marenzi. Uh, you know a lot of stuff. Are there any positive cults? You guys like, thought you know, I was kidding about that? No, it, it just sounded like like I'm like in Nikes. Like, come on. Like it, it almost sounded like such BS. Like it's just, but yeah, it's I true. actually just show a can of picture. No, They're all wearing Nikes. Nikes. The like, same ones I'm wearing. Actually, like no, yeah, those are like amazing. Those are good shoes. <laughs> Those are like the Air Flights. Remember back in the day? Those are wicked shoes. I don't know. I guess they thought that the uh, the Air Flight would get them to, uh, to, to, to another to, place. To Blistopia. Yeah, Blistopia. Yeah, their leader looks like a real psycho. No, he sure does. Look at those eyes, man. He looks like a talk show host. You on ever crack. notice, though, these – you ever notice this, too, Tony? Like, these cults and all these stuff and all this. Never on the East Coast. Like, there no. ain't no cult leader and stuff, you know, besides the Gambinos, like, in Brooklyn. Right. You know what I mean? You're right. It's always in California. Like, you're not getting away with it. You'd be, like, yeah. be like, listen, no. get the hell out of here. Go take this stuff to the desert. Exactly. It's always in Southwest. Texas. Southwest. Yeah, you know, this guy was in, like, northern California up there in the woods. Yeah. You, you can't get away with this crap on the East Coast. Yeah, so you what happens is... And you've been a front guy that's... Tra- like, and you've been in cars on east and west. You, you've been to northern... Like, dr- driven that? Like, northern California, man? It is vast. Like, you pass Sacramento, Lodi, like, all those little towns and stuff. Like, tons of places to bury bodies, man. Yeah, Tony, so if you want to set up your cult and stuff, you don't do it on, like, 6th Avenue no. or, like... With oh, yeah. yeah. You, you know what happens? You, do <laughs> you need a lot of real estate to have a cult, right? Because you got to get For people sure. roaming around aimlessly. So, real estate costs too much in the upper northeast. So, you got to go out the mid-America West so they can we roam should. around. Well, I'm mean, well, sure we can start, find some like, want to start a cult? Yeah, and we'll have yeah. all the people in our cult just doing DFS research for us all day. <laughs> <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> yeah. And when it gets really sport, bad, we need yeah. your children. Yeah, we're not abusing. Imagine that, like, on CNN. What kind of abuse is going on at the ranch? Well, it's very strange. Nothing sexual, but these poor kids are working 16 hours a day crunching sports numbers. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. The cult leader Tony Sincata evidently plays a lot of fantasy sports. <laughs> Multiple lineups. Yeah, that's wicked, man. That's <laughs> yeah, suicide, Nikes, and uh, Comet spaceships. The stories of the Heaven's, Heaven's Gate, Gate cult. Yeah. Coming back to me now, but I, I totally forgot about that. That's crazy. I remember everything. <laughs> you know, I'm reading more about the shingles, man. Don't I hope I don't have shingles. shingles. Oh no, God, I, hope I, don't. Tony, I pray. I pray for you. Please don't have shingles. Yeah, listen. They believed. They believed that a spaceship was waiting for them. Really? Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine of them. That's a lot of. How people. the hell do you convince thirty-nine people to kill themselves, buddy? I'm telling you something. Brainwashing over time, like it's. It, you know, you can. You can do it, man. It's a lot. Of, I know it sounds far fetched, but. You know, Stockholm Syndrome and stuff like that, man. Things happen. They don matching black outfits of pants, oversized shirts, and brand new Nikes. Man, Nike just gets shoes to everyone. They, yeah. they hit every demographic. They, they sure do. Even the cults. White, black, Jewish. Yeah, doesn't matter. Muslim. Buy Nikes. Cultish. Yep. You said it. 
It's tough. It's tough. That's a tough racket, though. The uh, the whole um, getting people in your cult because there's Look, a lot Tony, of tur- there's a lot of turnover in cults. Them. They delegated yeah. two colleagues to remain alive long enough to clean up after everyone. <laughs> oh, I would have been one of those two. Yeah, yeah, you guys go ahead. I'll clean up after. All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the hell is They actually people? packed. They packed. They had suitcases full of... Uh, what? Each person had a suitcase full of clothes. And they were packed and ready to go. Ready? Wow. In front of their bodies. Seems crazy. Many of the me. victims carried $5 bills and rolls of quarters. Why? Why? Was there a vending machine on a spaceship? They think there was a toll booth up <laughs> yeah, there. Got to pay. You guys got the toll? Yeah. <laughs> what a the five hell and some change. On? <laughs> That's the thing. Like, what are you doing with that? Vending, I was thinking vending machine. The Heaven's Gate appeared to be the successor of a 1970s cult known as the Overcomers or the Human Individual Metamorphosis. A good name for a band. <laughs> That's a lot of letters, though. Call it him. <laughs> him? Yeah, him? Like a him, like H- in the Bible. H- H-I-M. Yeah, yeah him. But, but him, yes, exactly. Yeah, you have a spaceship and some Nikes on the cover. <laughs> it sounds like Jefferson Starship. This hasn't been a movie yeah. yet. It's a good point, actually. All right, speaking of DFS. Yeah, hey, Tony, you got lineups, buddy? Lineups, baby. He's got lineups. shingles, buddy. He's got lineups. <laughs> so what's up with your shingles? Are you freaking yeah. out? No, I'd be freaking out, man. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm looking at some of these pictures, and some of these don't look like what I got here. I don't know. Yeah, good, uh, I'm good, confused. Good. Big Bird says you need to get a vaccination. Oh, no yeah. vaccination. Oh, yeah. Shingles. I already have it, though. What if I already have it? 